Alright, what's up everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Just Browsing. Matthew along with Zach and our special guest Caleb joining us once again for a May the 4th Be With You Nerd Holiday episode where we sit here and talk about Star Trek. Eh, wrong. Oh, I was going <laughs> to say, wait, what? <laughs> Yeah. Caleb's like, hang just, on. Just, uh, just kidding, now guys. We, this is a Star Trek episode. Uh, Star Caleb's Wars like, I'm in for way over my head. I've never like, seen Star Trek. I was, yeah, was going to say, you two are going to talk, and I'm just going to listen, because I Caleb's going to YouTube seen... all of the Star Trek <laughs> yeah. shit. Is that gonna... so, Trekkies, actually. That's fine. Oh, Star Trek's fine, but it's not Star Wars. But no. I, I still haven't seen it. As May the 4th comes around once a year, and it is a... Probably it's probably the nerdiest you know day out there, right? Even though I wouldn't really say Star Wars is that nerdy, but yeah, it's you know. It's I a, mean, it's pretty nerdy. Yeah, but not like I, I kind of feel like Star Trek's a little nerdier. Yeah, I would agree with that statement. It's Star Trek's nerdier for sure. Like I think there's there's specific shows that are like nerdy. Like there's it's cult followings, right? Like I'm a yeah, yeah. I you could put me in the cult for Harry Potter. You'd probably be in the cult for Star Wars. Well, I'm in the cult for Harry Potter too. I'm, I'm in the prob- cult for a I'm, lot of stuff. I'm probably on the edge of the cult for Star Wars, but like. <clears throat> Yeah, I know a lot, right? Like, I or I know as much as the movies showed yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I, I'm a I'm a movie nerd when it comes to it, but I'm not like anything outside yeah. the movies. I'm kind of like, eh. Battlefront that's, Two was a great fucking game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, that's honestly that. kind of how I am. Well, so I guess we should mention this too because I don't know if like if we're posting this right afterwards. Anyway. As we're recording, it's we'll, April 25th. We'll probably we'll, post it on like, I'll probably post it on May 3rd. That's why I was giving you guys the option. If tonight yeah. was too late, we could do it as yeah. long as we did it before May 4th. Well, and I was thinking we could just honestly post it like within the next couple of days and people can just listen to it on May 4th. I don't know. We'll, we'll hash that out after we're done recording. But anyway, if you're listening to it, well, if let's, you're let's listening hash it to out this, now. Let's get the small details <laughs> talked out. If now. you're listening to this on May 4th, Happy Star Wars Day. May the 4th be with you. Caleb, welcome in again. Yeah, this is your you third guys. appearance, right? The, yeah, yeah. You did the World appearance. War II movies. You did the Artemis missions. And, and now, now this now one, Star yeah. Wars. So thank you guys for inviting me back. It's a well, of course, dude. Of course. Well, our 100th episode's coming up, so yeah, yeah. we're I have a feeling trying, you're, you're, you're going to make another appearance on the 100th episode. Once we okay. figure out what the fuck we're, we want to We're trying to plan yeah. like a drinking, like yeah. we'll be drunk while we record the episode. Yeah. Type. I'm in for that. It's just really all kind of... The trail's coming. Oh, shit. Oh man, dude, we're gonna I'm, we're gonna have to listen to that before I post. It, uh, yeah, that's 100%. gonna be like record and then <laughs> sober up and then listen yeah, and be like, oh 100%, fuck, 100%. we gotta cut this out. I can't, I can't wait. Well, so we got this one, one more, and then we'll come we'll up on we'll our 100th episode, which is crazy that we've already done that many. But um, so yeah, so I was kind of talking to you guys a little bit before we started recording about how I kind of how I saw this conversation going or what I wanted to get out of it. Obviously, just as like a rough guideline, we can talk anything Star Wars we want, but uh, Caleb, you and me were just having a conversation recently about a couple weeks ago, there was Star Wars Celebration, which is basically like Comic-Con, but just for Star Wars. And I think it's in London, actually. I don't know if it's held there every year, but it was this year. And anyway, they announced, so like all the big higher-ups at Lucasfilm and Disney announced all these like new projects for Star Wars. Because obviously we've had since... 2019's Rise of Skywalker finished the Skywalker main saga. We haven't had any new movies. We've had a handful of Disney Plus TV shows, but it's been kind of up in the air as to like where the future of Star Wars is going to be because right after uh, Rise of Skywalker came out, there was... Well, actually, 
after The Last Jedi came out, um, Disney said that they were going to give Ryan Johnson, who's the director of that movie, his own entire trilogy of Star Wars to do. Mm. We don't really haven't heard much in the last few years of like what that's going to entail, if he's even working on it. It's the same guy who's done the Knives Out movies, and he seems very committed to doing like a bunch of Knives Out movies for Netflix, which like good for him, whatever. But then they also announced that the guys who were the showrunners for Game of Thrones were going to get their own Star Wars trilogy, and then after Game of Thrones season eight, kind of was this like you know famously or infamously like horrible ending to this gigantic show. They then pulled that offer, so like we don't really know what that's supposed to be. There was also uh, Taika Waititi, who directed Thor Ragnarok and Thor: Love and Thunder, is supposed to have his own Star Wars movie. There's not really been many updates as to like what that's going to be about, when it's coming out, all that kind of stuff. So it's just a lot of like rumors of stuff of like, oh, we're announcing this director or this writer's attached to making a movie and then kind of nothing happens or they'll cancel it and all this kind of stuff. So anyway, with all that being said, Star Wars Celebration was fascinating because it was a lot of like concrete, hey, here's what's coming out in the next year, two years, five years, whatever, down the line. And they have this kind of vision they've outlined. So um, and I have uh, some notes on like some of the stuff that they announced, but or are they making a trilogy with following Ray as like so that was one of the new of the movies Jedi. they announced. So I guess we can kind of dive right into the the future projects. So in terms of movies, they did announce three movies that seem to be pretty concrete. One of them is uh, from James Mangold, who did Logan, who's which is like my favorite all-time X-Men movie, and he did like Walk the Line and a few other like really good Ford vs. Ferrari. I don't know if you guys have yeah. seen that, but oh, yeah. excellent director. He's doing a movie set like 25,000 years before the Skywalker saga about the very first Jedi learning how to use the Force, which sounds real interesting to me. Yeah, That seems like a real creative direction that they haven't touched on yet. There's another movie that was announced that is going to feature Rey, which is what you just mentioned, set 15 years after the rise of Skywalker about Rey starting a new Jedi Order. So that's another movie. And then there's another movie. Um, shit, I just spaced on. Oh, it's the Dave Filoni movie. So Dave Filoni is the guy who created uh, the Clone Wars animated show, and he did Mandalorian, which has famously been Disney's like flagship Star Wars thing for the last several years. He's doing a movie that's going to basically wrap up a lot of plot lines that have been introduced in The Mandalorian, The Book of Boba Fett, The New Ahsoka Show, and like Clone Wars and that kind of stuff. Because mm-hmm. it's, all, it's all that realm of like uh, basically taking us from the end of the original trilogy and that in-between time of the original trilogy and the sequel trilogy. So like Death of the Empire... 30 years or whatever goes by first order arises in the main Skywalker movies. We don't see what has gone on in between that gap to lead to the first order being around, but I guess his movie is going to deal a lot with that. So those are the new movies that they've announced. Um, I'll quit rambling and let you guys give your thoughts no, on that. Cause they announced a bunch of shows as well, but yeah, I was go ahead. Oh no, go ahead. You had your thought out. No, I was going to say, I, I, yeah, so the movies I'm really excited for. Mm-hmm. And then as far as the TV shows go, um, they're releasing Ahsoka coming out this year in August. And then um, Skeleton Crew is coming out, is it in 2024? I think it's getting released I think. in And isn't that one, that's an animated one, right? So that Somewhere. one's an animated one, yeah. and it's it's 
from what I was listening and from what I was reading upon, it's it's very, I guess you could say, like Boba Fett. Okay. Yeah, esque, if you will. Like it's a, apparently, from my understanding, it's a bunch of kids, and it's it's kind of like Stranger Things, if you will. Oh, like you could kind of relate okay. it to Stranger Things. All right. Um, like there's there's I don't remember the name of the character that they're introducing or, or who's portraying him, but he's kind of like the the head honcho, if you will, and he's got like a group of kids that he's basically training to go on this adventure oh interesting and it's and okay. and from my understanding it's very stranger things esque it sounds actually kind of cool yeah I like that concept. um and then the one that i'm looking forward to is um a, a coddle occulte oh the acolyte acolyte yeah i'm glad you brought that I'm, up i wanted to talk i'm about that. very very intrigued and yeah. interested about that one so that's another tv show that's going to be put based about a hundred years before mm-hmm the Skywalker uh, saga. Mm -hmm. So, you know, there might be, you know, you might see some of the, you know, you might see some of the original or the prequel characters, if you will, in this. And really that one's just based upon what was the Jedi doing at that time? Like Mm -hmm. what, what, what was the um, time frame? What was the, like what was their job at that time yeah. 100 years before you know Skywalker came in, yeah. into the into I'm, this picture I'm glad you brought that one up cuz that one out of all the stuff they announced I think Ahsoka looks really cool mm-hmm. but the Acolyte was one where we didn't have cuz they revealed like trailer footage for some of this stuff and a right. lot of concrete details on some of them and then others they're just kind of like here's this vague description it's coming soon but there's no like concrete footage mm-hmm. or anything but just based on like the limited descriptions we've gotten about the acolyte, I'm like that sounds really interesting because yeah. it's like in this High Republic era. I don't know if you guys saw they announced this whole big. You know how Marvel has these timelines? They'll be like the different phases, and they'll, yeah. they'll when they go to like these Comic Con, Cinema Con type events, they'll be like, "We're gonna unveil our timeline for Phase Five or whatever." And it's like a big graphic, and they got movies and shows. Mm-hmm. And it's like here's when everything takes place. Uh, Disney did something similar for Star Wars and they have basically like these eras and there's like 10 or 15 eras. It's, it spans like thousands of years in the world. Yeah. I mean, you got to remember like, it's, a, it's literally a fucking multi or it's a universal multi galaxy fucking event. Like yeah. there's, there's so much mm-hmm. within nine movies that you're like, I have so many questions that they could probably make another nine movies and you'd be like, okay, you answered half my questions. Yeah. But there's still so much more to fucking answer. Yeah. Well, I mean, really, if you think about it, the entire nine movies in the Skywalker saga only is within the span of a couple of lifetimes, really. It's like Anakin and Luke's lifetime. That's right. It's not that long of a period, really. It's like three generations of... Yeah. Well, and then you take... So it's a very small snapshot of this wider universe. Well, and then you take what you were just saying about the first movie about being 25,000 years before... Right the the right. Skywalker series and it's like okay now there's a whole nother direction that they can go because yeah. now you have 25,000 years of yes you know of of content that people can create yeah. which just blows my mind it's, yeah well I Star think Star Wars is so big it's it's so vast well I think oh, that's think about it it's space it's fucking endless yeah right. like there's, well, there's and, endless possibilities yeah. to fucking do and we've talked about this briefly before when we've talked about other like massive IP franchises the Lord of the Rings, Harry Potter, Game of Thrones, Star Wars, all of those worlds have one thing in common, and that's that they, you have 
massive like fictional histories that happen mm-hmm. in these worlds before because in all of those examples where the viewer or the reader is being brought into the story is only following specific characters during a specific span of time right but like in all of those worlds the creator or the authors of all of those has thought of like thousands of years of history before that and there's also shit happening to other characters even during that same time window in other places, in other, in the case of Star Wars, other planets, mm-hmm. all this kind of stuff. So it's like the canvas of storytelling you have to work with is so vast. And I think that's been one thing that I think a lot of viewers were kind of disappointed with, with the content that's come out with since Disney bought the rights to Star Wars is like they seem a little bit afraid to get straight too far away from like the Skywalker story because they're nervous about like are people going to be interested if they don't already see characters they already have a like a relationship right. with which I kind of get but I also like to see like the idea of you just dropping me into a movie set 25,000 years before any of the characters that I know were ever even thought of sounds fascinating to me because it's right. still Star Wars but it's the story that took place a long time ago and it's kind of like exploring the evolution of this basically so, religion that these space monks with laser swords follow. So you what, know? Like, so what right. they would need that to do really is, is take the Rogue One approach, right? Where you could argue Rogue One's the best Star Wars movie ever made, and it's literally just about one event. Yeah. Like, like it, it pinpointing yeah. on one event, and it's related to Star Wars, but it's not related to Star Wars, right? Yeah, and I mean, it's honestly, you could watch us. that without watching any of the other right. Star Wars movies and still enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Right, but it's not related to Luke or Han in the sense of, like, why weren't their characters introduced in this? Because they weren't involved in it until mm-hmm. after that part of the story. Yeah, or before. Right. Yeah. So they need to get, a, in my opinion, they need to get away from Star Wars and make this, like, the Star Wars like universe, like Marvel, it's not all. They need to like, get rid of the Skywalker. Right, you got to. Yeah. I mean, Dive when you say Star Skywalker. Wars, you go Luke, Han, Leia. Yeah, right. You know, Anakin, those are the three: yeah. Darth Vader, right, the yeah. Emperor. Those are like the five main people. Mm-hmm. Chewie. Right. You're not like, oh, Ray. I'm like, Ray's probably like eight or nine on the list of mm-hmm. people you go down. Like, I would say Jabba before I would say Ray. Yeah. <laughs> because he's a more iconic person, despite having such a small role compared to her. But it's like. If you're gonna if you're gonna say Star Wars, you gotta understand that people are always gonna be drawn to the first, the original three, and then the second three. Because yeah. the third three, let's all be real. If if you're honest with yourself, they're entertaining movies, but they could have been done way better. Well, and I mean, they came out in the better. '70s and the '80s, so right. it's like, no, no, no. I'm saying eight, you're t- nine. You're talking about '79 Ray, Ray's trilogy. That trilogy could have been done way better. Yeah, Matt's kind of. He's bearish Bro, on the sequel trilogy. No, no, no. He, he doesn't like him as much. When you have enough time... I have a lot of thoughts on If him. you're a real Star Wars fan and you have enough time, put A New Hope over here and The Force Awakens over here. Hit play at the same exact time. It's the same movie. And it's literally the same exact yeah. thing. Yeah. One's obviously going to be way better graphics and stuff. But it's like... Like you said, there's so much open space to write a story, and mm-hmm. they were like, let's just copy-paste. It's like, you don't yeah. have to copy-paste. Change it. Use what you have... Mm-hmm. To add to the story. And I think that's where going away, you know, one through six were all George Lucas. Uh-huh. And you could tell he had this great idea. Specific ideas. vision, yeah. And now mm-hmm. it comes to the point where the three of us could write a Star Wars movie. Yeah. Well, that like we could just, but at the same time, I wouldn't want to be like a Star Wars movie because it's like, it's not really Star Wars because to me, Star Wars is based off the George Lucas yeah. six films. 
So can I ask you guys a question? Just no. Sorry, I have, question, save questions to the end. Because <laughs> I have lots and lots of thoughts. And I, I have... We can have the discussion during this episode if we want about like the sequel trilogy and what our thoughts are on that. We we have litigated that ad nauseum, I think. But what draws what like excites you guys about the Star Wars world? Because like we, you, Caleb, you and I were having this conversation the other night about like all the new stuff they announced, and there's stuff that. I read the description of it, and I'm like, I'm probably not going to watch that. And there's other stuff where I'm like, ooh, that sounds really interesting. I want to watch that. So what about the Star Wars world excites you? Because for me, there's like a couple different things. Rogue One, going back to your point earlier, I think is, you can make the argument, is the best piece of Star Wars media we've gotten since Disney purchased the rights to Star Wars. I think Rogue One's fucking awesome. And Andor, the show, which I think you're still watching right. right now, yep. directly is one of the best TV shows they've put out, and that relates directly to Rogue One, which kind of mm-hmm. makes sense. Um, but where I was going with that is I like Rogue One a lot because the concept of that movie is just like, hey, this is a war movie right. set in the Star Wars universe. Right. It's just a war film. Like yeah. You can watch that having never seen any of the other Star Wars movies and just enjoy it as like a space war movie. Yeah. Also... And I so I like war movies. I'm drawn to Rogue One. Also, I love Jedi shit. Yeah. Like if the, if I'm watching Star Wars stuff and there's not Jedi's in it, you better have a very compelling story for me to be like really glued in. Which is why like I think the Mandalorian is really impressive because right. the Mandalorians I think are like all right. Well, if I can't get Jedi's, then I, I I'll take some Mandalorians. It's like yeah. my it's like my second draft pick kind of right. thing. Like the Mandalorians are pretty sick. Yeah. But so when I see stuff related to or even remotely centered around a Jedi or anything Jedi related, I'm like, I'm in. I want to know about the Force. I want to see people using the Force, fighting with laser swords. That shit's cool to me. Right. And that's one of the coolest concepts George Lucas ever came up with is like, I mean, think about what Star Wars would be without the concept of the Jedi. It's not quite the same. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? Like you can make this vast adventurized sort of space opera sci-fi movie Star Trek. and it's it's star trek <laughs> it's yeah star trek, it's basically right. star trek right without the jedi but then you right. throw samurais in there yeah and you, you throw give them a fucking you lightsaber throw, you right. throw telekinetic space monks with laser swords yeah and it make it just takes it up like it several does. notches like well, that, i don't know that's just for me so back to my question like what what elements of Star Wars excite you guys in terms of like what it is you're going to be picking through going, I'm going to watch this or I'm not going to watch this? I think, I think you hit the nail on the head for myself as well. I, for me, what really drew me to Star Wars was exactly that. Space monks and, light, and lightsabers. Like <laughs> yeah. That's what it... I mean, you know, th- not only that, but just the, the creativity with the characters, mm-hmm. right? I mean, you go to different planets and you see all different kinds of characters yeah. and shit that you would never like that that is a unique looking mm-hmm. creature right mm-hmm. and um I, but yeah going i think reason number 1 is is we we see very similar eye to eye in that okay. it's like space monks with lightsabers right and <laughs> yeah. it's just like yeah. the, anything jedi related it's so cool is just bring me all of that yeah yeah and then two again the character you know uh creation as well as I I really I really see and again you know you guys may de- agree or disagree but I really enjoyed 
the 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 sequel series mm-hmm. um you know the originals were good the prequels were good but the sequels i really enjoyed them yeah um and i think it was just because of the fact that like they they finally wrapped it all up like the storyline finally wrapped it up for me especially with rise of skywalker i was a big fan of that movie because i was like okay now i finally understand the See, story that's where i'm i'm separated from you guys because for me the what were the sequels don't wrap shit up for me. They're just it, to me. I'm like they're they're good movies. They're entertaining. You know, like I said before, I had just finished watching all of them again. Mm-hmm. They're entertaining. I like it. But what draws me to Star Wars, just like Lord of the Rings and Harry Potter, is the fucking story. Yeah, I, I'm I'm yeah. more like like John Wick is. That's more of like an entertaining movie, right? Like I'm watching him fucking kill seven hundred thousand people yeah. in the next two hours. Yeah, it's gonna be great. Yeah, but. When you have six movies in a chronological order and you watch them, you you build the storyline to then when you jump into The Force Awakens, it just to me kind of like, it's not murky, but it's not like super clear about like the storyline. And and this is obviously my opinion. Obviously, I can follow the path of the story that they took, but I don't agree that it wrapped it up. And one thing I think for me too is watching episodes one through six, I go... There's not a lot of comedy in these movies. It's a lot more of a true storyline. And then you get to the next three, and, and you could tell Disney took over. And that's yeah, what kind of like. I agree 100%. It kind of got to me a little bit because I'm more like, I'm, you know, when I went and saw Force Awakens in the theater, I went in with the concept of it's going to be like the sequels. It's going to be, you know, I'm going to expect CGI and it spots and be like, that one's fucking terrible. I'm going to expect like some bad dialogue. It's fucking Star Wars. Like how you're not going to have fucking, you know, yeah. great dialogue. It's not winning the Oscar for best screenplay. Right. <laughs> but I'm expecting it to kind of stay on the same like level, kind of like Game of Thrones did. From 1 through 8, at least it all stayed on the same fucking level. Like we're coming to kill you and you're coming to kill us. You know, there's funny, there's sad, there's serious, like it all goes up and down up and down. Star Wars was like not serious, but it was like a it was an adult. It was adult. It was like an level. intense, right? right. Like an intense mm-hmm. storyline, and right. then it got to the Disney ones, and that intensity dropped off to where I was like, "You're losing me with these fucking random jabs and shit." Kind of like, I guess you could say with Thor, right? right. Thor was mm-hmm. like a hard nose. He's the fucking god of thunder, and then all of a sudden he's just like now a comedic. Now guy. everything's funny, right? Yeah. And it's like to me, like the Avengers. There's certain Avengers where it's like there's very good spots for snarky comments. But the comedic ones are the Guardians of the Galaxy. Leave yeah, it to them because yeah. that's what it was built on. Right. And so the new era episodes, I'm kind of like, that just, it pushes me away just because, well, one, it's the same exact storyline just with different characters. Two, it's just like the random, like, snarky comments or like, you know, when Obi Wan in um, A New Hope. He's like, you do not need to see our identification, right? And they're like, we do not need to see your identification. He's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You know, move on. And then they like, all right, let's move on. And they move on, right? But it was like serious. There was no like, now they're like. That'd be a whole it, jokey right. scene. Right, it was a whole, yeah. when Ray gets captured, it was a whole mm-hmm. jokey scene in yeah. there. And I'm like, why are we mimicking this? Like, So on that point, I 100% agree with you. But there, it's like the Disneyfication of the sequels is a real complaint. And it's like the it's the Marvelfication of the sequels. Like right. mar- all Marvel movies are like that now. We're like I I I agree with you 100% on that cuz I'm one of those people who like when I go see certain movies 
it connects with me more if if the creators aren't afraid to get a little dark and take things seriously because that's more and i I guess granted like you know i'm not a kid i'm not a a dad with little kids that i'm taking to see these movies and you know a a little bit of it like disney has to make these movies for a broad audience you know there's Mm -hmm. lots of kids seeing them there's adults all everything in between but I agree with you in like not everything has to be hilarious and like a jokey little quippy comment. Right. Like don't be afraid to lean into the darker kind of scarier elements of this story because there definitely I mean, are some. They literally have a fucking scene where it's like a Nazi fucking yeah. rally goes on. And I'm yeah. sitting there going, you have a bunch of red, you know, you have your stormtroopers out there screaming. I've watched the scene in German before, and I'm like, "This is straight fucking from a Hitler discussion. Like, this is this is crazy shit." Yeah. But at the very end, they fucking do like a Nazi salute, and yeah. I'm like, "Yeah." So you have a snarky ass comment, but then you go into a scene where anybody with any historical knowledge goes, "That that these, looked like yeah, a Nazi yeah. rally." Like these like, are space Nazis, and they're space fascists. You know. <laughs> then all of a sudden, like, or like a really intense scene, like when he's trying to stall with General Hux, he's like, "I'll hold," and I'm like. Yeah. Okay. It's right. Like, haha, at the time, but then you're kind of like. Well, and then they just milk bro, it and milk it. And you're, it keeps you're, doing you're it. going to fucking fight. You're trying yeah. to fucking get in this huge fight. And also, like, by doing that, you're like chopping the balls off of this villain that's supposed to be intimidating. And right, it's like, well, now right. I don't take him seriously because right, you're right. just making him a joke punching bag. I completely agree with that. I mean, they're still My, entertaining. I'm not yeah, like dishing yeah. and saying they're not entertaining. I don't want, like, I own all of them. Yeah. Like, clearly, I think they're entertaining. Right. But I would much rather watch one through six on repeat than watch uh, seven, eight, nine. And, and yeah, my and again, if we want to have this discussion, we can do it. We might it as kinda, well just it Star Wars like we're doing. So, and, and I, Caleb, like you, I enjoy the sequels. I enjoy right. everything Star Wars. I'm a Star Wars guy. I always have been. It's like it's what Harry Potter it's is to Matt. Is yeah. what Star Wars is to me. I grew up on it. It's just a part right. of me. My complaints with the sequel trilogy largely have only to do with the storytelling and the writing choices. Yeah. Everything else I think is great. I think they're shot really well. I love a lot of the characters they introduced. I think Kylo Ren is a fascinating character. I think some of the CGI is a little bit like I know you've pointed out some of the CGI stuff. I don't have as many problems with the CGI as you do with the sequels. Like I said, everything I have to complain about with sequels is all storytelling and it's mainly because of the thing is they had this original plan to do Seven, eight, nine were going to be done with different directors each time. It was mm-hmm. going to be J.J. Abrams, Ryan Johnson, and then it was going to be, I believe, Colin Trevorrow, who did the Jurassic World movies. Well, Colin Trevorrow had some... So they do... J.J. Abrams does his Force Awakens, which is like a good... We've talked about this before, Matt. It's like a good, safe bet right. for the first movie that the, uh, Disney releases it after brings they everybody spend $4 back billion. Dollars. Yeah. yeah. They come back. They don't take a lot of risk. It's basically... Cut and paste a new hope, make it look shinier. It's Force Awakens. Right. Yay, Change everyone clap. Star Wars is back. Everyone's stoked. Great. Awesome. It's still one of the top five grossing movies of all time. Awesome. Number eight, or uh, yeah, number eight, The Last Jedi comes in. They bring in Ryan Johnson, and he, it's different this time, whereas J.J. Abrams directed Force Awakens, but he wrote the screenplay with a few other people. Ryan Johnson comes in and he writes the screenplay and directs the movie exclusively by himself. They let mm-hmm. him have like full creative control over that, which is kind of fucking nuts if you think about right. it. To give some guy hand over the full creative keys to, a Star to Wars. one guy to a right. Star Wars movie. Like right. there are not very many not, things in Hollywood bigger than Star Wars. Not to right. forget, it's not like it's a 
uh, a spinoff, right? Like it's Rogue right. like, One, this is where not they're a like, spin-off. hey, exactly. Make, that, that make an episode see. about Rogue One, yes. or like make a movie yes. about Rogue One. The only parameter is you're stealing Death Star plans. Right. That's your storyline. Right. Do with Take, it what you want. Right. Yeah. yeah. They're like, I can you're coming that. in to make episode eight in in the main story. Mm-hmm. Like that's that would kind of be like in the middle of the Harry Potter series for like. Order of the Phoenix. They've, they've had like the same creators doing every movie, and then they just bring in one writer director to be like, hey, make up whatever script you want and direct right. it. They're you like, have full creative control. Fuck the fifth book. We're yeah, just going to go like, with your ideas. That's that's a huge risk you're taking. Right. So, anyway, Ryan Johnson comes in and makes a very polarizing movie in The Last Jedi. The Star Wars fan base is real split on that of like, yeah. fuck this movie, it sucked, or like, this is genius, this is what Star Wars is supposed to be. That movie has grown on me. I've talked about it a lot. It's grown on me a lot in repeat viewings. I really like what he's going for in that movie. So then that's episode eight. And then episode nine comes around. Colin Trevorrow is supposed to do this movie. Well, he releases some movie that's a bomb. Lucasfilm gets antsy about it. They get nervous. They go, ah, we're firing Colin Trevorrow. We're bringing back J.J. Abrams. So J.J. Abrams comes back to direct number nine, and he writes the screenplay with like five other people. He writes it with... Well, so it was Chris Terrio and J.J. Abrams, but then the story was written by Derek Connolly, Colin Trevorrow, and J.J. Abrams and Chris Terrio. Yeah, so a lot of hands in that pot, which is always, you know, that's never usually a good sign when you have like five or six people writing a screenplay. It's like there's a lot of competing ideas going around. Sometimes it works. Most of the time it doesn't. Anyway, J.J. comes back in, and whatever story these five or six guys come up with essentially like undoes everything Ryan Johnson did in number eight. Mm-hmm. which to me was just a huge travesty because it's like the problem a is there's no singular vision here right? right at least with to your point earlier matt about episodes one through six it's all george lucas right i mean there's a couple other guys who write the screenplays i think in the original trilogy but, but they it's have the same it's largely vision. george lucas and his cool. vision he's writing and directing all of those movies well, he, he literally has a hand in every movie right, right. so right. he directed star wars he directed, or then all of it's the story by him. He also did the screenplay for the Return of the Jedi, and then he directed the um, the prequels, the prequels, yeah, all of them. He story by him and screenplay written by him. The right. only one was Attack of the Clones with Jonathan Hales that helped him. There you go. So with all of those, it's largely one guy's vision. So. Say what you will, if you like the storyline or not, at least it's a consistent storyline. Right. So that's problem A. Sequel trilogy has no consistency. B. Consistently bad. <laughs> the, all, all of the complaints I have and that we've gone over about Force Awakens being just a cut and paste of A New Hope are completely legitimate. Number eight, I think. So there's this. The way I look at the sequel trilogy is like there's this grand idea that whoever steps in to work on something in Star Wars has about the Force. And that is, is the Force for everyone? And can anyone learn how to use it and wield it? Or is it kind of genetic and you have to be from a certain bloodline or family tree? That gets answered in Phantom Menace with your mitochondria. Yeah, yeah. So Come on, Star Wars. So the episode eight comes in and you know the big mystery in the force awakens is who is ray right who is ray and who is snoke right 
Who are these characters? Everyone's so excited to find out who Snoke is. He's this big ominous, you know, they always do those like basically the Star Wars FaceTime where you see this big holographic thing <laughs> yeah. and and he's got these scars and this sunken in face and he's this powerful force user and he's manipulating Kylo Ren. You're like, who the fuck is this guy? Right. And then also you're like, who is this Ray chick and how can she like wield the force? And she kind of seems to be like the heir apparent to like the Skywalker legacy. Like, who is this? Is this Obi-Wan Kenobi's, you know, Offspring from some chick he knocked up, and even though he wasn't some, supposed to, some or hooker like, in most yeah, yeah, exactly. So who is this? And then eight comes around, and Ryan Johnson's take on it is: it doesn't matter who Ray is. You're focusing on the wrong things. It does not matter. She's no one. She's a random person. And also, I'm going to kill Snoke before you find out anything about him. Right. So when I first saw that, I think a lot of people had the same reaction as me, where I was like, "What the fuck." Yeah. Like I had all these expectations of getting my questions answered and you were just like, I'm not answering any of them. Tough. Right. So that's where it goes back to me saying I had more questions than they <laughs> answered from anything else because well, it was like... So to kind of finish my thought, going into nine, if there's a consistent vision there, like the problem is Force Awakens and, La- and uh, Last Jedi have two competing ideologies about where they want to go and you only have one more movie to finish up the trilogy. Right. So then they come in with the third one, and instead of doubling down and being like, yeah, Ray is actually no one, but that's cool because of these reasons over here. Anyone can use the Force. It can be anyone, Turns yada, yada. She's a Palpatine. Uh, right. It's actually, she's Palpatine's granddaughter, and right. oh, by the way, Palpatine's back, and we're never really going to explain it because we're cowards and we can't come up with right. committing to Kylo Ren being the main villain in the last movie. It's like, oh, and, and that just seems like a new such empire. a fucking cop-out to me. Like, I... That is my main problem with the sequel trilogy. Everything they're fun to watch. I just think the storyline choices they really fumbled the fucking bag well, so, in that. So do you think I'm that, done ranting? You guys do you think fun. that movies seven, eight, nine were ever meant from like a George Lucas perspective to be made, or do you think at the very end when you see clone troopers being tossed up and down and people cheering? And, you know, I don't know what those little guys are on fucking... Uh, the, the Ewoks? Bones, the Ewo- Ewoks. Oh, they're yeah. Ewoks. They're, they're my favorite fucking characters <laughs> in Star Wars. I fucking love the Ewoks. They're so cute. Um, did you, do you think George Lucas meant, like, hey, we just destroyed the Empire, like, the Rebels won, you know, the Republic is back and won. So... And then he's like, listen, Disney reached out to me and was like... <laughs> and they're offering me they're all offering the me money. They're offering me $4 billion. <laughs> so I signed, yeah. I signed the check, like... Yeah. I put my name on the dotted line, and everyone's like, I mean, we don't blame you, but like, if these movies aren't what we expect, like, we're going to so, blame you. Two things. One thing is just a personal anecdote. And when I was a young kid and I was watching the Star Wars VHSs, the original trilogy, just wearing those things out. Dude, I, I feel so bad I, for my dad. Like, if you have a pristine, in shape, like, original trilogy VHS box, those things could be worth so much money. Dude, I'd get them. I'd rip oh, it out of the fucking cardboard and I'd like throw the cardboard, my, shove the, the VHS the, in. The the like the outside cover of each movie looks like a book's spine that's been read like oh, 150 yeah. grab, times. Grab, grab, it's grab, all grab. fucking folded and beat up and shit. You can how, barely how many times title. did you watch the movie and then you just eject it and you put it back in and put the next one in and then you go to watch it again like later on and you're like, fuck, I got to sit here and rewind it. Got to rewind it. it. Oh, yeah. So back in that era when I am just wearing out the VHS copies of the original trilogy i remember asking my mom and i don't know if you guys remember this if you watched the like vhs copies but this guy named leonard malton 
would do these like intros and he was a movie critic back in the day. I don't know a ton about him, but he would give these little intros about like George Lucas and Star Wars and like the con- historical context of how much Star Wars meant to the history of cinema and all this stuff. I specifically remember those being only on those VHS copies, like these little intro so things he would do to each the movie. The VHS ones my dad had were like an extended cut type mm. where it gave, it was George Lucas more doing an interview explaining how he came up with. Yeah, I think certain, I remember seeing those too. Certain yeah. characters and like the storyline, like it was more him describing yeah, that yeah, and yeah. it was like five, 10 minutes and all of a sudden it was like, and then you're in into a Star the movie. Wars. Yeah. It's like fast. I'm like fast forward. I'm like, yeah, I don't give like, a shit what care. this guy has to say. This like geeky little guy with a great beard. Get me beard, to the, and you're like, and then you're like, oh, let's scroll through the scrolling real quick. And then you're like, ah. Yeah, yeah. So around that time, I remember asking my mom. I was like, hey, are they ever going to do more Star Wars movies? And she was basically telling me like, well, based on everything we know and based on how the trilogy ends, that's it. Like, they're probably not going to make anymore. So to me, I always had this idea in my head of like, Star Wars is this really special coveted thing because there's only three of them. Mm -hmm. And then in like 2000, well, 99, 99. I think is when Phantom Menace comes out. Yeah, 99. My dad took me to the fucking theater to go see (laughs) Phantom Menace and I'm like, oh my God, there's new Star Wars movies. And Darth Maul with the double-bladed lightsaber. I'm like, holy fuck. I thought I was going to explode. So you got to think too, when that came out, you were fucking five years old, six years old, yeah. right? So you still have no concept of the story. You're, right. you're, you're just like... You're there I'm, for the action. I'm watching... Right. You're, you're like just watching the Blasters and lightsabers. Oh, dude, Darth Vader and, got yeah. his fucking yeah. arm cut off. Yeah, and exactly. everyone's like, yeah. dude, well, it's crazy. You're cut like, then half, Luke like, oh. got his arm cut off. Yeah. So, so to kind of answer your question from earlier, there's that piece of it. So I don't think back in the day, in the 80s, 90s, leading all the way up to the late 90s before the prequel trilogy comes out, I don't think anyone had any idea or any inkling that George Lucas had any plans to come back to that story at all. I think everyone just thought, well, Star Wars is A New Hope, Empire. He's probably taking the the time to write the story of, like, how do I develop this? So he comes back with the prequels. And then, especially after the prequels, everyone was like, all right, well, we got. We, we got the story of what yeah. happened before the original trilogy, but he'll he'll be done with it now. So that's why it was so exciting when the news broke of Disney's buying the rights from George Lucas to Star Wars, and they're going to plan on making a sequel trilogy. <laughs> it was like, holy shit. There's even more. But the second piece of that, so that was my little like personal anecdote about it. The second piece of it is you can look up online that George Lucas had plans for a sequel trilogy, and they sound very bizarre. I don't remember a lot of the details, but it had a lot to do with the. Uh, he didn't. They're not mitochondria. They're midichlorians. Midichlorians. Mitochondria, I think, is an actual. Well, like, mitochondria is a real us. thing. Yeah. yeah, and I think midichlorians is just a, the same thing, The space you know? version of mitochondria. Yeah. So, okay. so if you read about, and I again, I don't remember a lot of the details about because there are there's some info online about. I don't know how this info got leaked, but of like rough outlines of what his idea for the sequels were going to be, and a lot of it had to do with like the midichlorians and like the force and kind of where it comes from. And it didn't, it wasn't going to have anything. It seemed like to do with skywalkers or, you know, first right. order. So or he was going to write off like, and say, Hey, that sailed into the sunset. Yes, it was yes. great. We closed that whole yeah. fucking story out. Now we're going to start gonna get, to write another story. About- it seemed like it was going to be real trippy and weird and mm-hmm. out there, but it was going to be, I kind of want to see what those movies were going to end up being because it's like 
Well, it's like late. George Lucas on acid being like, I'm going to make some more Star Wars movies, well, but you guys have no fucking idea what these are going to be about. Steve, uh, Stephen King and him should fucking, yeah, yeah. Put, tr- fucking trip some acid and write a movie together. So to kind of, I'll, I'll, I'll let you hop in here, Caleb. Sorry, I keep interrupting. But that, so there are, he had plans, it seemed like, for an idea for a sequel trilogy, and it was vastly different than what Disney ended up right. actually doing. So I wouldn't say necessarily than a sequel trilogy, but more of a um, additional storyline type thing. Like That's been what I've heard. So I was, so I was just going to say, well, why... Okay, so I was going to say, let's segue into the those movies and the new TV shows are coming out. Yeah, I do want to get into so, that. So kind of going after... like This is a perfect segue into what our conversation was because I remember that, that podcast that I was listening to directly correlated to what we were just talking about for who's directing the the 25,000 year ago one. Oh, um James Mangold. James yeah, so the the stuff that I was reading, the stuff that I was listening to today actually had mentioned midichlorians being brought up in that movie that James okay. is going to is that he's going to write and direct. Yeah. And so again, it's all speculation cuz the yeah. writing's not done, but I could see that totally going that direction of it's like, okay, we're 25,000 years in the past. Mm. Clearly nothing in the Skywalker saga has, it, it's not even thought of. Yeah, it's right? way it's off. Way yeah. off. So where is the direction for this movie set 25,000 years ago? Yeah. Question that I have for both of you is, do you think that the Force will finally be explained in this movie? I do, and I think... Depending on what the explanation is, probably half the Star Wars people are going to be pissed and half of them yeah. are going to be happy. Because I think it goes back to that thing I was talking about with the sequel trilogy of like, is the Force really truly for everyone? It's kind of mm-hmm. like that Obi-Wan explanation to Luke in the very first movie about like, the Force is this ever-binding thing that is in all living things. And the Jedi basically have just learned how to hone the Force into a... like physical thing they can manipulate whereas everyone else just kind of like vaguely experiences it but george lucas himself then kind of contradicts that when in the prequels he talks about midichlorians and he's saying like obi-wan has that whole thing to qui-gon Jinn on the on the ship where they're communicating over his his midichlorians are off the charts even higher than master yoda's which if you watch that scene that only leads you to one explanation of like well then it must be like a genetic thing either right. you're born with a lot of midichlorians or you're not right. it's like harry potter like you're either gonna get your fucking letter to hogwarts yeah. or you're not either you're born with the magic ability in you or you're not you're a muggle right. there's nothing a muggle can do to learn magic right. you just have to have it so i think to answer your question yes we are going to get an explanation of the force but whether that's going to be some sort of mystical explanation of like, well, these are really just like space wizards who have learned how to manipulate this thing that anyone could manipulate if they learned and trained how to do it. Or, no, it's actually like a genetic ability you're born with or you're not born with. Mm-hmm. I think it would be, in my opinion, a mistake to explain the force. I think... Leave it just leave it more mysterious. I think leaving it more of a mysterious thing yeah. draws more people into it because it's one of those things. I get that a when lot. you explain something, then it becomes kind of like, well, that's kind of dumb. It like, takes all the magic out. That's of it. that's yeah. kind of irrelevant. Yeah. Like, like okay, I'll just use it as kind of a way off example, right? <clears throat> I hate seeing how movies are made. 
Okay. Fucking hate it. I don't like seeing the green screens. Because when I'm watching a movie, I'm trying to escape from reality yeah. and just there enjoy two hours yeah. of, of a show. Yeah. But then I see how it was made. I'm like, man, dude, all this shit's just green screen yeah, CGI. Like, fake, I yeah. wanted to just be in this. Yeah. But then the next time I watch it, I'm like, dude, that's just a fucking green screen right there. Like, that shit's not. Like, I know it can't be real, but it's right. just like it ruins the. It ruins the magic of it. Right. Yeah. And so I would rather not know how something as important as the forces to Star Wars like what it is. I would rather mm. it be a mystery and be more, hey, you know, 25,000 years ago, some dude popped up and was like, dude, look, I can fucking... Yeah, I could move this I rock. I can choke you. With my mind, yeah. And, he's like, and the guy's like, fuck this. Yeah. And it's like, how do I harness this right. and train myself to, you know, every time I go like this, I don't just fucking yeet somebody across <laughs> the room. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. I'm like, whoa, hey, stop. And they're like, fuck, dude. Yeah. And you hit you the wall. You throw some guy off a cliff. Or right. Something. Yeah. So it's like, how do you you know, harness the force. How do you, like, I would rather have a more explanation of how the Jedi became, you know, able to harness this energy mm-hmm. and then turn it into becoming protectors of the galaxy right. or fake protectors of the galaxy, right? So so I have another example of exactly what you're talking about because I, I kind of lean the same way of, like, I almost don't want you to over-explain it because I don't want the mystery and the magic ruined for me. And something I had a conversation with Taya about with Game of Thrones is like in Game of Thrones, the show, because obviously going back to my point earlier, you're being brought into this world that has thousands of years of history, but we're only experiencing what these characters are going through in this specific time frame, right? Right. Well, through a lot of those character interactions in that show, they reference historical events that happened 30 years ago, 100, 500, thousands of years ago like how the wall got built, what the magic is in the wall that keeps the White the Walkers children. away, what the White Walkers even are, like what is that? What happened to the dragons? Why did all the magic in the world go away when the dragons all died out? A lot of that stuff to me gets my brain like really on fire about it, but it's almost like I want you to just tease it to me and then never explain it. I agree. Like if you then go back and go, here's a whole TV show about how the White Walkers got created, I'm like, all right, well... Now that magic is kind of ruined for me. It's almost cooler if they're just this mysterious force that no one really right. knows about. Right. You know well, what I mean? But, so it's almost they, cooler to just be like, I'm going to mention this to you and get your brain thinking and just let you fill in the gaps. I yeah. think, like for your Game of Thrones example, I think they did it perfect, though. They showed you how the White Walkers were made by the first mm-hmm. children, right? When they shoved the obsidian glass into the chest well, so, and it pr- creates the Night King. So here, here's a question for you. Did you like that or not? Would you rather have just had the White Walkers never be explained? No, I like that because it wasn't like they took 60 minutes to explain it. Mm-hmm. It was a quick scene because you have to understand where they came from, right? Nothing just comes you, out of nowhere. You get the analytical, like, <clears throat> like you can self-analyze on your own by seeing that. It's like, to his point, it's not a 60-minute thing. It was like 10 seconds, and you're like, your brain starts, yeah. oh, shit, okay, now I'm connecting the because, dots. Because right? you got to think of it in the sense of the White Walkers, right? They show how the Night King was made. Mm-hmm. But they don't tell you how he got his power. They don't tell yeah, you right. how he, you know, how all the other walkers were made. You don't. They don't tell you how he can rise the army of the dead, right? So then you have to sit there and you have to go, okay. If you haven't seen Game of Thrones, spoiler alert, <laughs> right? But if you if you're smart enough and you watch it and you've watched it twenty times, like I have, <laughs> you learn that all of Craster's boys 
become the White Walkers. Or like the generals or whatever. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I would assume those are the White Walkers because then there's like the Army of the Dead or whatever. Yeah. Um, but you put two and two together. But that's not explaining to me. It's just showing me, okay, that's how... You show me how the Night King was created, but I don't know anything else. I don't know how the wall was created. I don't know. Yeah. You know, you tell me that you created him to protect you from men, but then you don't explain how he turned evil. You don't explain, Mm -hmm. but you show me, hey, this is how this evil became evil, but without giving it away. I'm kind of of two minds on it. And the reason why I brought it up is because, like, to me, especially for, like, villainous characters in whatever story you're talking about it's way scarier if i never get an explanation especially if there's a villainous character that has some sort of supernatural ability it's way scarier to me if it's never explained what their origin is so would you if it's just like the boogeyman coming after your protagonist and they don't really know anything about him you're in the dark just like they're in the dark about it that's terrifying right so would you have rather not learn kylo ren's story I wouldn't so say So Kylo Ren I and I mentioned earlier I think he was a really cool character for the sequel trilogy and I love Adam Driver. I think the way Adam Driver portrays that role is fucking fantastic. I like the explanation of who Kylo Ren is. My issues with what they what they did with Kylo Ren is they didn't just fully lean into him being the main villain in I the last one. It's like just make him the bad guy now and part of his character development is now he has to step up and be the guy well, now that right. Snoke is dead. So would you, know you know say I mean? that the Emperor is the main villain, or would you say that we grew up thinking Darth Vader is the main villain? Well, once you watch all the movies, you learn that Palpatine is the main villain over the entire story. Right. right. Even from right. the prequels. Well, once, you, once you comprehend the true storyline, but I'm saying in general... When you grow up, you're more Darth Vader, Darth Vader. No one's going yeah. to Halloween but, as Palpatine. True, but there are scenes even in the first one where he's having like the conversations with Palpatine's hologram and this right. is this hooded but figure. Darth Maul is like, and you're like, well, who the fuck is this guy? Yeah. You know, Darth Vader in the original movies is this visible bad guy. He's the one who's physically present. You in just all of don't these see scenes. the one pulling. The but strings. you don't see you, like you know there's this puppet master because he goes and he like has to this badass all black half machine half man force wielding red lightsaber having badass dude has to then go kneel in front of some guy and call him master. Right. It's like, who is that guy that he's having right. to call right. master? You so know then you mean? take a step back though and you go, oh, Kylo Ren is Darth Vader to Snoke, who is right. Palpatine, right? right. And you're like, well, yeah, okay. So it's, it, it ends up becoming the same storyline again. You're like, here's the Sith Lord and here's the Apprentice. Right, when that's in what reality, I mean. Is they... Snoke was the Apprentice grooming, like Count Dooku was mm-hmm. the Apprentice after Darth Maul, mm-hmm. you know, because there, there's always two Sith Lords. Yeah. Which is some crazy shit, actually. I watched a recap on Clone Wars. Did you guys ever see Clone Wars? So you asked me this yeah, the other day, and, and I've never it. actually watched it, but I watched like the YouTube yeah. synopsis yeah. of like all seven seasons. So I kind of have a general gist of what happened. But. Yeah, I, I did the same thing today. I, re, I rewatched just a YouTube recap, yeah. and I never really knew a lot of the stuff that you know really came out when it I came think there's the a lot of shit about so Dooku much. and Darth Maul that yeah. you, do, you so just do not see much. in the movies. Right. Yeah. Um, and then you get one a- big revelation is that spoiler alert for anyone who hasn't seen Clone Wars, 
Darth Maul doesn't die at yeah, the end of he doesn't die. Phantom Menace. Right. <laughs> and apparently he goes like way crazy for right. like I think it's months he goes crazy yeah. just isolated in his own little uh-huh. realm and then he comes back and, and he gets these like mechanical legs yeah, and shit. And way, then, yeah. way There's crazy. a lot of shit There's in that. There's a lot. Well, and to kind of, I know we eventually roundabout got there, but mm-hmm. to our segue about like what they're, what they're announcing, what the future is going to be. This Dave Filoni guy seems to be like the heir apparent to George Lucas. Mm-hmm. He's like what all the Star Wars people, if you go on Reddit, if you go on YouTube, everyone's like, you know, worshiping Dave Filoni because he's, he's the Clone Wars guy. He's the Mandalorian guy. He's going to be the Ahsoka guy coming out. And like, yeah. I think Ahsoka is largely, that character is largely like created by him. And and she's all, like everything, Rebels and Clone Wars is mm-hmm. all Ahsoka. Yeah, and Ahsoka is one of those, and, and Matt, I don't know how much you've even heard that name being tossed around. And I stuff, mean, I've heard it, but I didn't look too much into it because I'm so, more like, I don't care to get my hopes up. I'll just wait until right. shit comes out. And then well, I'll and... It. I, here's here's the thing that like I've had this conversation with Sam because we're both huge fans of the main Star Wars movies, and to me Star Wars is always going to be the main text is the movies, the, right. the Skywalker saga. Yeah, everything outside of that, TV shows, comic books, novels, whatever it is, video games because I played a lot of the Star Wars video games. All that's just icing on the cake and like nice little sides you can have with your main meal. But you don't have to if you don't want right. to. It can add to the context of it, but you don't have to. Right. If you don't so that's want where to. they need to go away from Star Wars and just say like, is it is it just called the Mandalorian or is it called Star Wars the Mandalorian? No, yeah. I, see, I think right. that second movie, the one that we were, uh, what's his name, Phil, Phil, Dave Filoni. Filoni. Yeah. That okay. So that movie is going to be interesting then because I think they do bring in the Mandalorian. They bring yeah. in Boba Fett. They bring in. Ahsoka, they bring yeah. in Clone Wars, they bring in right. Rebels, they bring in all of these and uh, Obi Wan yes. and uh, what's the other bad bad batch? And right? one one thing that we haven't mentioned, one name we haven't mentioned all the way up to this point is Thrawn. And Thrawn, right? Which is something that and and this is what I was kind of getting to a second ago, but like to me, like I'm a I, I consider myself a pretty big Star Wars nerd, but it's mm-hmm. mainly the movies, right? Like right. I played a few of the video games. I've watched the new Disney Plus shows, most of them, but like haven't seen Clone Wars, haven't seen a lot of this stuff that seems to be like real important information for these this new direction they're going in. But there was this concept, and you and I were talking about this the other day. There was this concept back in the day, like 20 years ago, maybe even longer than that, right around like after the original trilogies came out of this Star Wars extended universe. And so this extended universe encapsulated literally probably hundreds of books written by a bunch of different authors. And they were basically just a lot of like, to me, I kind of look at it as like almost glorified and like officially sanctioned Star Wars fan fiction, basically, mm-hmm. of like, oh, this is what happened to, you know, Han and Leia and they uh, they go off. Leia gives birth to twins who become Jedi. Like none of that shit ever shows up in any of the movies, any of the other shows. Right. It's not really officially considered quote unquote canon anymore. Like they, Lucasfilm came along at some point along the line and was like, all this shit doesn't count this stuff does or something like that. And it's like, so it's, to me, it's like almost overwhelming to kind of sift through all of it and be like, well, what of all of this stuff is worth my time? And what Mm -hmm. am I going to need to know about for future movies? And it seems like with their latest announcements, really the one that I'm actually going to take the time to read some of the extended universe novels is this Thrawn trilogy, which is about this character who is basically a high-ranking like military general guy in the Empire, and post-Return of the Jedi, Empire falls, Darth Vader's killed, Palpatine is killed, in quotes. 
Spoiler there's alert. there's this period of time between the empire falling and the first order rising. That Thirty years span. where there's like remnants of the empire out there that are still kind of holding the torch and still fighting and all this kind of stuff. But like, you know, the head's been cut off the snake, so they're right. all just. And this Thrawn guy is this member of this alien race that is apparently highly intelligent, and he has this like superior intellect, and he's an incredible military strategist, and he kind of like takes the reins and tries to bring all of these scattered remnants of the empire and organize them into like something that would resemble the first order. So that character was introduced in not only those books, but the clone wars animated show and rebels, I think. And he's going to be a big part of Ahsoka, I think. Yep. He was a big part of Ahsoka. And then in the last spoiler, last couple episodes of Mandalorian, yes, you start to hear and you start, you start to understand um, the strings a little bit. Yeah. And even in season two of Mandalorian, Mm -hmm. and sorry, Matt, we're getting a little bit of spoiler territory for Mandalorian, but I'll forget all about it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Ahsoka, when she has those brief moments where she pops up in Mandalorian, right? She's talking about Thrawn, and she's right. mentioning this guy named Thrawn, and like I've been hearing whispers about his return, and she is like so that seems to be her sole mission at this time period right. of finding this guy and stopping him. So it's like if a character like Ahsoka feels that this Thrawn guy, whoever he is, is so much of a threat that that's like all she's worried about is clearly someone we need to be paying guy. attention to and is a big bad that we is going to be in all these movies. So I'm also curious mm. then too if that's like what the direction of that movie is going to go is I, it's it because seems like, like it is. we yeah. don't ever hear about Thrawn in the sequels. Right, exactly. So it's like exactly. this this climactic movie if you will that's coming is going to encapsulate yeah. all of that which I am all about. I am a Me big, too. I am very interested. I think if I could direct So are these characters these actually real though? Like, what do you a, mean by take that? A, take a step back. And this is where it comes into my whole, like, I don't like it sometimes because of the story, right? George Lucas had a good story and then it dropped. So if George Lucas isn't involved, this is just people being like, yep, this dude existed back then and we're going to input him in. And it's like, well, did he exist back so then? So I, I, I get what you're saying. Like, and I, I think it goes to what I was talking about of there was this idea of the extended universe and some of that, a lot of that stuff is now not canon. But like Lucasfilm, which is, and Disney now, which is in charge of what is considered Star Wars and what isn't, has, it seems like, has considered this character Thrawn and Ahsoka as being canon. Because right. the Thrawn trilogy of books, as far as I understand it, because these came out in like the 90s. So this right. is long before even like the prequel See, trilogy yeah. came around. So surely this guy had no idea what Disney was going to do with a sequel trilogy later on down the oh, line. I hope not. Otherwise I would go ask him what the Powerball winning <laughs> yeah, numbers exactly. are. Or what <laughs> the stock market was going to do yeah, or something. Um, but they've, it seems like this Dave Filoni guy has taken elements of the story that that, I think it's his name is Timothy Zahn or something, wrote the mm-hmm. books, has taken elements of that guy's story and has brought that character into his new story that is going to encapsulate you know the Clone Wars, um, Rebels, yeah. Ahsoka, and then whatever this big movie is. Yeah, the- what I was gonna say is, I think this is gonna be really important filler information. Yeah, for between, that of that year gap. Difference, yeah. yeah, because one of my first thoughts when I first saw Force Awakens is I was like, "Hang on a second. The last time we saw a Star Wars movie." The rebels had defeated the empire, and right. the new rebel alliance was like the good guys had taken over, and now they're running things. Right, right. Well, 
Now we pick up 30 years later and, and the, the good guys are like just this small band of rebels again and the First Order runs everything. Mm-hmm. How the fuck did that happen? Let's also not like, forget... What happened in they, 30 years that this the, the bad guys just totally fumbled the bag and now the Empire is basically back under a new name? All right. Know? Let's also not forget mm-hmm. that the Republic in the first three, episodes one, two, and three, I guess I should say, not the first three. Episodes one, two, and three, the Republic was there. Then Palpatine takes over. Right, right. And the Republic still exists, but he's in control of the Senate, right? Mm-hmm. So I am the Senate. Sounds kind of like <laughs> some things going on in today's world. Um, but then all of a sudden you get into 4, 5, and 6, A New Hope and shit, right? And you're like, oh, okay, you know, the Rebel Alliance, the because, you know, the Republic doesn't exist anymore. And then all of a sudden you get into, I believe it is, The Force Awakens, and Starkiller base literally blows up the entire Republic in one shot. And everyone's right. like, well, wait a second. The fucking Republic still existed? Yeah. yeah. Like, so that's that's my point is like I think these this Dave Filoni movie that's going to wrap up all these storylines that has been introduced in The Mandalorian, Book of Boba Fett, Ahsoka, etc. the last 30 years I think it's going to fill some important storytelling gaps of what happened between Return of the Jedi and The Force Awakens. Which I, me personally, I am I am all for. Because me too. Because I'm the person that needs to know. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm yeah, like, I yeah. want to know the ins and outs. I want to know how the shit works. That makes sense. I think for that particular thing, I'm so, the same way. So yeah. I think that that's where the 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 movie directed by that James guy could be mm-hmm. a standalone movie. Right. They need, right. This is they, this they is the to, point where they need to get away from right. trying to fit into the story. I mean, f- make it fit into the storyline, but don't force like. Right. Give me Skywalker. all the Jedi. Give me all the right. all yeah. the lightsabers. Like, give me the Force. Give me the explanation. Give give me all of that in that one single f- movie. Start middle end. Yeah. Leave it at that. Yeah. And then this this Filoni movie. Give me hints. Give me, you know, yeah. cameos. Give me stuff of the Skywalker saga and mm-hmm. leading into this 30,000 years or 30 years later. Yeah. And then comes Ray's right. movie. Right. And that's, you said, 15 years set after the it's, events yeah, of it, Rise after yeah, Rise of Skywalker? What they've said is it's 15 years after the Rise of Skywalker. So let me ask you this. Do you think that's too soon? Or do you think that's a good time? Or do you think that's too late? I think the character of Ray is a really cool character. I don't think they really necessarily did that character justice in terms of like how her character changes throughout the sequel trilogy. So I think it, in in the right hands it could be like a redemptive movie for her and make her a lot cooler of a character than she ended up being. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't have as much interest in Ray starting a new Jedi Order as I do in the Filoni movie or the James Mangold. Movie. I agree with that. I'll, I mean, I'm obviously going to watch it, but I don't have... That's like third on the list in terms yeah. of excitement. I, I, I can agree, I can I think, agree with that. I don't know. I think we're starting to get into Fast 14 um, <laughs> area here, right? Like they finally came out and said, I think Fast 11 is the last I was going to say, did you hear that they said they're going to end with 11? I'm like, who the fuck ends yeah, on 11? You might as well just go to... Just make 12. No, just go to 15. Like... <laughs> <laughs> Fucking, you, it's got to be like five, ten, yeah, or fifteen. Make, right? My thing like is just, make it at least an even number. Like, who ends on eleven? That's, but well, I guess Star Wars ends on nine. I thought but, fast. Yeah, but nine is three 10. sagas. It's three. It's three trilogies. Yeah, mm-hmm. three yeah. trilogies into yeah. a saga. 
No, they're fast. They, they so, signed through Fast Ten, but now they're they signed on for one more to make a Fast Eleven. Well, yeah. I haven't seen eight, nine, or ten. Well, me either. So I, I don't think I I've even out. seen Fast Seven. I, I don't even think out, I've seen yeah. the sixth one. It's mm. usually I'm one of those people where I'm like I'm I'm this far in. I'm gonna just finish it. Fast and Furious, I nope. tapped out. But see, Not that's seven, that's I where like, I, I kind of feel. And I can understand it, right? You bought it for four billion. It's already made you probably a hundred billion. Might as well try and reach for another two hundred yeah. billion. But it becomes a point where it goes, okay, it's an endless universe. Yeah, right. It, it truly is. Like, like we it, could get new truly, Star Wars content until it, the end of time. Right. But it becomes a point where it goes. At what point in time do we need to just put it to rest? <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. And 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 I'm kind of the same way with like Marvel movies, right? Most of them have what three movies of their yeah. own, like stand three standalone all, all movies, the right. yeah, yeah. And then they're kind of like you have cameos and you're in the Avengers, but then it's just like we put this character kind of to rest because you can't sit there and beat the same fucking drum for forty years and it's yes. like, yeah, give us something new or just yeah. don't give us anything. Right. So I'm at the point where it's like I want to see a lot of this stuff, but at the end of the day, it's like maybe we just stop. Yeah. yeah. Well. Like, and you and I, Caleb, have had this conversation with Marvel and with Star Wars. Mm-hmm. And I think my thoughts on it when we talked about it were basically like, it's kind of a double-edged coin, right? On one hand, you have Matt's point of like, guys, do we really have to keep beating this dead horse? Like, you know, come on. Either innovate drastically in the story types of stories right. you're going to give us or stop making, just just leave it be. Yeah. On the other hand... If you have a corporation like Disney, which is like fully on board with Marvel and Star Wars content for the foreseeable future. Because they have nothing else. Yeah. Well, then they have all the money. It's a good thing insofar as if you're a fan of Marvel or you're a fan of Star Wars, you're always going to have more content to consume. Now, whether it's good or bad is kind of a toss-up sometimes. Right. But, but at least it's, it's one of those things of like, would you rather... Matt, I'll ask you this in the context of Harry Potter. Would you rather never have any more Harry Potter content or would you rather have lots of more Harry Potter content and like half of it's kind of shit and then, but there's some really good stuff that comes out? I think Harry Potter's a little bit different um, and not just because I'm heavily biased towards it but because there's seven fucking books. Mm-hmm. This was a written story before they put it into a movie, right? The same author for the books is heavily involved with the movies. Mm-hmm. When they came out with the whole HBO show. I really don't know how I feel about that. My, I'm, I'm not a fan. My stomach in quotes, right? It didn't really drop. I read about it. And I was like, eh, okay. And I went about my day. Yeah. But I was kind of like, I don't care to have an HBO show because I think the movies did a great job of at least entertaining you for the eight movies that came out. Of course we missed a lot of shit because... Those fucking books are long. Yeah. There's a lot in every book in the world. If mm-hmm. if uh, Lord of the Rings, you know, m- the movies were based on the books, I'm pretty sure we'd all still be watching The Fellowship of the Ring right now <laughs> from even when it was released. The extended director's like, cut is like three days long. Right. Yeah. So it's one of those, for Harry Potter, when they came out with Fantastic Beasts, I was like, okay, it's a story inside of the story, but it's... It, it, it relates to Harry Potter in a smaller way, more relates to Dumbledore than anything, which mm-hmm. to me doesn't necessarily relate to Harry's exact story. Um, and that's open for debate, obviously. But 
after that, I'm like, okay, yeah, like we don't, I don't need any more Harry Potter. I really right, don't. Right, I am right. content with watching the eleven movies I have, mm-hmm. and never having new content come out. And that's when they're like, hey, the HBO, and I'm like. The last Harry Potter came out like not 10 that years long ago, ago dude. Not why that are, long ago. Why are we making a show yeah, about exactly. it? Exactly. Like, Those are my Let let me. these movies age. I yes. mean, yes. You the thing is it's not like they're making a prequel or a sequel or anything. I mean, there's talks about I think making like when Harry becomes like an aura and mm-hmm. all yeah. sorts of shit like that. But I don't need you it's to literally re- just a rehash. It's right. a I, I don't need season yeah. one to be year one. I don't need right. season two to be year two. I have movies that did a great fucking job that I would be good with them not making remakes for 40 years. Right. So, it, and it's kind of tricky, right? Because like I see that point and with some of my stories that mean a lot to me, I am of that opinion of like, just don't make any more. I like it how it is. I had that point when we were talking about John Wick. I'm like, I kind of don't want there to be a John Wick 5. Right. I love the way the fourth one ended, and there's four really solid entries, and just leave it at that. I'm fine with some spinoffs, but don't touch John's story anymore. Further past four. Just leave it. It's right. fucking great. But that becomes like the other point, though, is, right, is how many spinoffs then become too many spinoffs. Yeah, Rogue, you start Rogue to, One like, was important to Star Wars. Well, and I was about to mention Rogue One because I'm like, it's tricky because... I would almost rather take, I mean, I'm kind of contradicting what I literally just said, but I, I would rather take, give me all of this new content. Doesn't matter if a bunch of it's shit. If Disney never buys the rights to Star Wars and makes a, it just churns out a bunch more Star Wars content, we never get Rogue One. Right. We never get Andor, that which have been true. two of the best Star Wars properties to come out in the last you know, eight yeah, years. but but you gotta you gotta. So you take never that. get that if George Lucas is just like, nope, I'm not selling it to anyone else. I'm done with the story. No one else can make more. Tough. You also, That's you also have to take is. that with a grain of salt, though, right? Because it came out, you can't sit there and go, well, man, if we never had this, I'd been so bummed. Because if we never had it, you would have fucking been like, well, yeah, you don't know, know what you're missing, clue, right? Yeah. Yeah. You don't know what you're missing. So yeah. where where the six movies would have ended, you would have been like. I'm fucking content. Yeah, I exactly. can watch these six movies forever. I don't need to know anything yeah. before or after. And I had kind because of... Because I know the whole story. Resigned line, myself right? to that a long time ago until they were like, hey, more movies. I'm like, oh, shit. Well, so, it's a pleasant surprise. Like, so right, I would say like an argument of being like, well, we would have never gotten this. It's like, well, yeah, but at the same time, you would also never have known about yeah, it. Yeah, you wouldn't know so, so like, what you were missing. The argument yeah. kind of becomes irrelevant just as far as, well, dude, it's great. It's like, well, yeah, but... If he never sold it, you wouldn't have ever had it, so mm-hmm. you couldn't sit here and say it's great, and you wouldn't sit here and wonder what could have been. Well, and that's that's why I posed the question of, like, for a story, pick whatever story it is that you're obsessed with, would you rather have it just be, like, whatever the original version of it is, is that's the only version that exists in the world, or would you rather have just constantly more and more content coming out, and some of it sucks, but some of it's really good? See, I think a better argument would be, like, Game of Thrones, right? What is it? Uh, seven and eight are where it devolves the, past the books. Goes yeah, past the yeah. books. So when the books, if they ever get finished, which is a big if, <laughs> if they got finished right, as a fan, I would sit here and go, I mean, seven and eight were entertaining, but I would rather see where the 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 book went because that's like the true version, right? Right. So right. so if they were like, well, now we're re- releasing, you know, a new season seven, eight, nine, whatever it came to be for mm-hmm. Game of Thrones. I would be much more inclined to being like, oh, that's fucking, that's where yeah. I saw it going, yeah. right? And then you get the House of the Dragon. That to me is more, but that's also in a book. Right, right, right. Like that's already pre-written. Mm-hmm. So you're not like stretching anything. Yeah. You're just going, holy shit, we had the greatest show ever released. 
there's more content we can make on right. pre-written material right. that literally just feeds into this story mm-hmm. from hundreds of years before. And let's run one season, see how it does. They didn't even have the second season renewed yet until I think halfway, or maybe it was like episode six. And then they were like, by the way, we signed on for season two. And I'm like, you just now did? <laughs> Once they realized like everyone was watching it. Yeah. Once they were like, okay, so we quadrupled our profits that we expected. <laughs> so yeah, we can sign on for like season 14. But it's kind of like The Last of Us. Yeah. Right? Like they signed up for a season two. Mm-hmm. And it's one of those, that's great content. But don't go too far. If it only takes yeah. two fucking seasons, stop. Yeah. Like at some point, all of these extra Star Wars stories don't become Star Wars stories anymore to me just because of the universe that we grew up with, the, yeah. the six yeah. movies, right? It becomes one of those, just make it its own thing, mm-hmm. right? It can be a Star Wars story that if it pushes back into our current storyline, if it doesn't and it's just kind of like out there, then don't relate it to Star Wars. I, I've kind of taken like a middle path between – this is just kind of how I've like justified it in my own head of like do I like the fact that they're just churning out so much content that like some of it is not really that good. Some of it kind of sucks, frankly. I'm not super stoked about that, but I also like the fact that I could tune into a show like Andor mm-hmm. and be like, this is pretty fucking good. This is like some of the best writing and best storytelling that has ever happened in right. Star Wars. And I think what I've resigned myself to is like, <clears throat> listen, Disney is going to just keep making Marvel stuff. They're going to yeah, keep making gonna Star Wars stuff. So at this point, I can be like, well, there's my original affection towards the original story and that's never going to change it is what it is and i can ignore everything that comes out from here on out and still just have my relationship with star wars or i can choose to just kind of tune in here and there and be like i'll watch this show but not these three right and i'll watch this movie but maybe not that one it's nice to have the option i, I guess mean, is is it, where i'm kind of at of like yeah the clone wars i'll watch a 20 minute youtube video that right. compresses the whole story i'm not going to watch seven full seasons of it Whatever. I mean, it, it truly know. is all personal preference, right? Yeah. I can sit here, as we know, and watch Band of Brothers on repeat. 400 times, yeah. Yeah, and I'm fine with it, and I, I'll learn something new every time I watch it. Same with Game of Thrones. There's more shit every time I watch it. I pick up on something new almost mm. every episode, right? I'm picking up on like different like things, and I'm like, I didn't pay attention to that before. And it's because now I'm kind of looking for different things to kind of queue up on and let my brain you know, run amok on. But... I also, like with Harry Potter, the show could come out and I'm like, I just don't care to watch it. You know, right. Kind of yeah, like exactly. you said. Yeah. So does just it, like, I'm just not going to. Does it hurt me personally that something would come out? Absolutely not. Right. Mm-hmm. Does it, could it tarnish part of the story? Absolutely. Has no effect on me, but could it impact the actual story out there? Oh, yeah. Yeah. It kind of waters down the original product, I think is what a lot of people worry about. Yeah, and that, I mean, that's where it becomes one of those things, like, if you have something so good and so crisp and clean, yeah, why fuck with it? Yeah, exactly. Don't like, If it ain't broke, don't fix right, it. Right. What do you think about that kind of stuff? Because do you have anything, like, what would you say is, like, your, your like, IP property that you've, like, that, that that's your story that you're, like, feel very possessive of? Yeah, I would say, for me personally, like, out of all stories, like, what we've talked about, obviously, like, Star Wars... Harry Potter. I would say Marvel is for me. Okay. Yeah. Um. I've just I've always been a huge fan yeah. of Marvel, and I don't get me wrong. I'm definitely like up there on the Star Wars train. But to to 
to kind of like what both of you guys have are, I'm not going to sit here and preach, and you guys have literally spoken what I'm going to speak to. But it, it's it's true. Like I, I, me personally, I enjoy the content, but I also mm-hmm. like being selective on what content I like to watch. Yeah, yeah. Right? Like WandaVision, I only watched a couple episodes of that, and mm-hmm. I wasn't turned on very well. So I was like, right. okay, I'm going to skip over that. Right, right. But then like Loki, big fan of Loki. Mm-hmm. But they just keep pushing so much content that I'm like, uh, to be honest with you, it's hard to keep up with. It really is. It gets overwhelming. It's so overwhelming, overwhelming, right? Like, and then you flip it back to Star Wars, and it's like, okay, the to your point, the nostalgic feeling of the original six, or the original in the in the prequel, I'm all in, right? Mm -hmm. All in. Sequel, I loved. I, me personally, I enjoyed the sequel, like kind of what you were talking about. It's all personal preference. I really enjoyed the sequels. I never watched Clone Wars. I never watched Bad Batch. I mm-hmm. never watched Rebels. Right. I've watched the Mandalorian. Mandalorian. I've watched Obi Wan. Um, I'm definitely going to watch Os- Osaka. Mm-hmm. I'll definitely watch that movie directed by James. What's his name? Mangold. Yeah. And then I'll definitely watch um, kind of the wrap up movie yeah, of everything. The Filoni movie. Yeah. I don't know if I'll watch the Ray, you know, movie yeah. down the road because again, that's that to me. That's so much content that you. It's a lot. I, me personally, I just I want to understand every bit of yeah. the story yeah. and where everything goes and all of its places that it fits. And when you have all of this content, it's very difficult for my brain to like organize where all that stuff is. One hundred percent. Well, and and going to kind of piggyback on what we've just been talking about with like the overload of content mm-hmm. with both Star Wars and Marvel. Here's the problem: is like. I'm the same way as you of like, well, I want to understand all the aspects of this story. So I almost feel obligated to watch all the stuff, but it's so much stuff that it's hard to like keep up with all of it. And here's the problem. If it was all just extra stuff that you could watch or not, but it didn't really matter in terms of what like the main movies that were coming out, that would be one thing. Right. But it's not. Right. Like the Filoni movie that comes out, when that movie comes out you in theaters have to watch all of these if you haven't seen shows. ahsoka and maybe ahsoka's gone three seasons at that point mm-hmm. if you haven't seen three or three to five seasons of mandalorian boba fett rebels clone wars you're not gonna know what the fuck's going on in that movie. <laughs> right. you know, so it's like god dude do i have to watch like five you know potentially five to seven seasons of like five different shows right. just so i know who these characters are for one two hour and ten minute movie right that's overwhelming yeah and marvel's run into the same issue of like do i need to watch all of moon knight in case moon knight shows up in avengers secret wars in five years and right. I, i'm like who the fuck is this guy like uh, who is this and everyone's like oh from fucking moon knight season two you missed right. the, the <laughs> yeah. post credit stinger and it's like jesus there's so much content it's like so how the much. fuck do you keep up with it well so I, that's where <clears throat> star wars there's five thousand people that are writing new stories every day and everybody's like yeah that's great you know, we'll give you twenty five billion to write a you know, do one movie and you're like, Oh, okay. Well, I don't know who I'm gonna get for twenty five billion. Marvel at least has like a timeline to follow. Mm-hmm. Stan Lee wrote pretty much most of Marvel, right? Like obviously there's stuff that comes in and out. Harry Potter was all written by one person. There's no questions about what should or shouldn't be in. Mm-hmm. Game of Thrones up to season seven again was written yeah. all by one person. There's like one text. There's, there's yeah. no questions about what should or shouldn't be in. We know what we should and shouldn't see. Mm-hmm. So that's where, yeah, it becomes way too like, 
I'm not going to sit here like and watch 15 seasons just to go watch a two-hour movie. <laughs> right, yeah. Right. I'm sorry. I'm not going to fucking do it, it just, especially if yeah. they're not entertaining to me just so I can know. But then I'm not going to go see the movie because I'm sitting there going, I don't fucking know shit that's going on in here. Like, yeah, this was pointless. It's, it's not as impactful. It was yeah. somewhat entertaining, but I don't know the fucking story. Yeah. Force Awakens comes out. We're all in the same boat. We're all like, what right. the fuck's the story yeah, going to exactly, be, right? Yeah. right? Then you get that, and you're like, okay, you know, it's the exact same as A New Hope, but we'll see where they go. And then, mm-hmm. like you said, the fucking Last Jedi comes out, and you're like, what the fuck did I just watch? <laughs> like, yeah. I'm yeah. so confused. And then they're like, oh, Rise of Skywalker comes out. And you're like, all right, maybe this closes shit up. And you're like, kind of. Okay, so Palpatine's yeah. back. So Ray was Palpatine's granddaughter. There's a fucking empire so here's on a, a new Sith plot. planet. Now there's no Rebel <laughs> Alliance anymore, but then the entire fucking galaxy shows up and destroys an entire star fleet. <laughs> and then the Emperor dies. And it's like, what the fuck? Yeah. I didn't get yeah. any answers from you know mm-hmm. the last two movies. Yeah. And then they're like, have a good day. And you're like, no, what like what? That now that's why they're waiting for this last Ray movie so that they can give you all those answers. I also think it's just like I, I feel know. like that's what they're gonna do for this last. Me personally, I feel like they're gonna really dive deep into Ray's family. Like they're gonna do some explaining as to yeah, maybe where like because again, to your point, how the fuck is Ray connected to Palpatine? You know, well, what this I mean? is one. <laughs> this is just a really funny sidebar, but this is one thing that I heard brought up on a podcast was like. The fact that we now know that Rey is Palpatine's granddaughter means that every Star Wars fan now has to have in their head the image of Palpatine fucking. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, but that's so true. That he's a, he's a Sith Lord. What if he just looked at a girl and was like, in Immaculate Conception She's kind pregnant of thing. with my child because I'm trying to breed a Well, that's what happened with Sith Anakin, Lord. right? Like the, yeah. the explanation, his the, mom yeah. is Shmi Skywalker, but... She tells Qui-Gon there was no father. Right. Right. So it's like, okay, what is that supposed to mean? <laughs> so were you he was just the immaculate conception and he came from the force or like what, Right. So what then it mean? becomes one of those things it's like now there's all these other murky things because yeah. no Jedi and and then again it becomes one of those you sit there and you go, so the Jedi, you know, you we learn that they start as younglings. Well, they mm-hmm. there were younglings and they were all a little <laughs> ah, I can't say that joke. That would be really bad. Was it an Anakin joke? Oh, dude, it was. It was probably. <laughs> it was probably worse than that. Um, but there were younglings, right? And as we said, um, mitochlorians were. That's how they measured. Oh, we're gonna take that. Mm. You're, we're gonna take your yeah. child. They like test your blood or whatever, and, and then, they're yeah. gonna become a Jedi. And the, the kids like, fuck yeah, I'm gonna become a Jedi. And the parents are like, all right, yeah, my kid's gonna go become a Jedi. Like, I, that, that's okay. You can take my child away from me. But then, like Palpatine's like, yeah, I'm a Sith Lord. It's like, how the fuck did you become a Sith Lord? Yeah. Like, how did people not sense this? Because everyone's always like, well, you can feel, you know, the dark side of the force is close. And you're like, mm-hmm. suck my dick, dude. He was right there the whole fucking time. None of you fucking sniffed him out. So that brings up a really good point that I've heard talked about. Because as much as I was saying I'm really interested <clears throat> in the Mangold movie about the origins of the Jedi and the force mm-hmm. and all that, because the Jedi specific element of Star Wars gets me personally very excited. Right. All that being said, um, and this is a large part of Luke's storyline and what Ryan Johnson wrote into Luke's storyline in The Last Jedi is he goes, you got to understand the history of the Jedi is failure. Yeah. The Jedi 
traditionally and historically not a great organization. Right. <laughs> they're really cool, but what they do is they go throughout the galaxy yeah, to what Matt was saying, and they steal kids from right. their parents and raise them to be asexual space monks. Right. That's basically, right. and also there's thousands of them. Yeah. And they let one guy rise up amongst them without ever having any idea or any inkling that this guy is the greatest Sith Lord in the history of the fucking galaxy, and he takes down everything. Right. The Jedi, historically, have failed miserably and, and are the, not a fucking great organization. People, yeah. I think but they're still really cool, though. Right. <laughs> they're so really like, cool. They just right. suck at their jobs. <laughs> so that's, that, that segues into the new TV show that's based 100 years before. The Acolyte, yeah. The Acolyte. Yeah. So listening to that podcast and reading into some of the story behind that, apparently the official trailer has not been released, but there was okay, I'm eagerly anticipating. But there was like a there was a uh, like a, a backroom showing, if okay. you will, of the people at of the, the people yeah. at the release and whatnot. And basically, from what I was reading up on it, is they go into basically that that argument of like, is this show? Is this TV series going to be an enlightening series based on, like, are the Jedi really good people or not? Right, yeah, yeah. Are they, are they really who they say they are, or are they going to look at their ethics and be like, okay, yeah. th- th- I guess what I'm trying to say is this is going to be, from what I was understanding, <laughs> this TV show coming out is going to be a very ethical-based type show where your mind is going to be spinning because... Mm-hmm. In a viewer's eyes, from when you're a little kid, you're like, the fucking Jedi are the baddest people on the planet. But then you start to understand, to your point, of like, no, they're really not that good, right? Like, to your point. Hey, they're good, but they're they're not. Or maybe like very bad at what they do. Exactly, right. And so you, this show is from, again, from what I was able to depict was, it's going to, it's going to make the, 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 audience think okay now there's a whole nother there's a whole nother side to the jedi mm-hmm. that we never really thought of growing which i up, love which i, I love that, that idea i because, totally love yeah, it because like you it, said it probably we, goes one of two ways though the jedi either roll in and are like yo your child is off the charts we're taking them and the, the mom's like what and they're like they're gonna be a jedi and they're like okay and they don't have a choice and they don't have right, a choice they, and they leave choice. or they roll in and they go your son can become a jedi yeah and or your daughter can become a Jedi if you allow them to come. Because, I mean, Anakin wasn't taken away. Right, Qui-Gon right, literally right. was like, you know, technically I won your son. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Technically he's mine anyways. Also, another, another example of the Jedi being morally uh, gray is fucking Qui-Gon gambling on a child's life. Yeah. That's... Exactly, <laughs> a lot right. of problems there, Qui Gon. But right. anyway, continue. I mean, he was he was within certain means, right? You know, <laughs> Jedi Code eight point three uh, section. He's a. checking the fucking the fine print, like nah, mm-hmm. I can do. This. He's like Obi Wan. Can you check uh, the Jedi <laughs> Code for gambling for can children? I, can I bet on a space NASCAR race and see if I can win right. this kid's life? Obi Wan's like, cool? wait, can you can you repeat that? And he's like, I am gambling for a young boy. <laughs> and Obi Wan's like, uh, uh, Master, I don't feel great about this. Should all right, well, we're in the middle of nowhere on like Tatooine. No one's gonna fucking care. Fuck, so. I was like, shut the fuck up, Obi. <laughs> all right, I'm just gonna say you told me it was <laughs> yeah. okay, so it's your fucking fault. Yeah, I so said you checked the booklet and you said it was fine. But I mean, like in reality, he asked, "Can I take your son?" Right? Like mm-hmm. he asked for permission. So it could be one of those where they do go and they're like, "Your child has what it takes to become a Jedi." 
and it's up to you to allow us to take them to, right. um, why can't you think of the fucking city? Corazon. Corazon mm-hmm. and become a Jedi. Yeah. Yeah. And then the, the parents like, yeah, sure. Go be a fucking Jedi knight. Like yeah. that'd be sick. Like, it's a noble thing. Right. Yeah. I think, or it's like my child is yeah, like yeah, fucking right. plane flies away. Right. Like, oh! <laughs> See, but I also think though too, like this show, that series could be more of like a, like a like a court dramatization type mm. show, right? And I think I would be involved into that. Like mm-hmm. you have the Jedi Temple, you have the Jedi Court. Yeah, right? a lot of like how that organization and how exactly right. And yeah. it's like okay, so give me give me kind of like a. Like a court thriller, if you will, yeah. or like you know what I mean, something yeah. like that. Well, I um, and to, th- to your point, I love that idea because yeah. when you're a kid watching Star Wars, your your viewpoint of the Jedi is they are just unequivocally good. Yeah, like right, they are good. Right, it's a all of them are individually good as an organization. They're good. Yeah, but it's like this examination of like, are they really right? Kind of to Luke Skywalker's own point in last the Last Jedi, he's like. I th- you know he's kind of basically telling Ray like what you think the Jedi are and were mm-hmm. is not the truth right really right and I think too what else is going to be interesting about that movie and I hope at least I hope this is what happens or that series is like you start to get a little bit more background on Palpatine mm-hmm. and maybe they introduce Darth Plagueis dude I was going to bring up Darth Plagueis because I was I'm like glad it's, you brought a, it's, that it's up. about like a yeah. hundred years before yeah. so it's like yeah. that's around the time frame where yeah. you know. Palpatine's younger or Plagueis could be around, yeah. you know, so you could kind of dive into that Dude, type of the story a little bit. I'm too. so like, glad you brought that up because that's one of those moments, one of those one scenes. Mm-hmm. I think it's an attack of the clones yep. where right, yeah, they're sitting in the Senate chamber and, and they're watching that weird ball where everyone's like floating around in these yep. bubbles and, and Palpatine's telling him, he's like, have you ever heard the story of Darth Plagueis the wise? Yeah. That whole story I was like, I want to know so much more about (laughs) that. It's just like this 10-minute little scene, and they never address it again, really. Ever. But it's like that. I want to see that movie right? where Palpatine's learning from this Darth Plagueis guy. So fuck the Jedi. Let's find out where the Sith came from. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, most villains are like, well, I was once a Jedi. Yeah, and I just... And then they exiled me because I was fucking bitches up. I was choking people. Uh So that's why... I was testing the Force, and then they were like, get the fuck out. So then I started to test my powers more with anger. Right. And I became a Sith Lord, yeah. and then the Jedi were like, well, now we have to fight the Sith, and I was like, fuck you guys, and was just better than them, because there's yeah. only two Siths compared to a whole fucking plethora of Jedi. Fucking Jedi yeah. And it's like, if I die, I have my um, Padawan, who takes yeah. over as the new Sith Lord, but he already has a Padawan, mm-hmm. you know, so people thought Count Dooku was the fucking Sith Lord, and um, Darth Maul was his... Padawan, no, right? Fucking morons. Well, and and you know most compelling villains believe they are right, right? right? Like they don't they don't view themselves as being in the wrong or being evil in any way. So the the dark side users, the Sith, just view the Jedi as like you're only tapping into one side of the Force, and Mm -hmm. you're cutting off. All of these emotions that make you a person, I, w- I wouldn't say human because there's all these different species, but like make you a person and don't vilify us just because we're willing to, from time to time, tap into these areas right. that you're not willing to go to. But all of it's part of the same token. Right. The dark side and the light side have to coexist. So it's like 
the 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 Sith don't view themselves as evil. Right. The same way the Jedi don't view themselves as evil. It's just like right. two different sides of the same well, point. I mean, if you think about it though, right? Ray was trained in the ways of the Force and the the light side, or you know, they don't really call it the light side. They just are like use the Force, right? Mm-hmm. And then they're like, but don't go to the dark side of the Force. Yeah. And then when she goes in and she's fighting her grandpa, he goes, she will strike me down and take the throne yeah. as, you know, and it goes, the only thing that's different between the dark side and the light side of the force is anger. Mm-hmm. If she struck him down in anger, it's because that's what she wanted to do. Right. Not because it was the right thing to do, but yeah. because that's what she like, wanted to do. Is the re- Right. Yeah. Yeah. So then she feels good and then the dark side will take over. Right. But it's not. So the force really like there's no difference between the dark side and the light side. It's just one uses your anger, which I think makes the force stronger within you because you're using it for vengeance and personal mm-hmm. gains only and not the good of others. And it seems to open up like different abilities too. Right. Yeah. But it, but then it becomes one of those well but like Yoda could do certain things. Like how could Ray heal things, right? Right. And not that was m- something they never introduced in any of the other movies except for the new ones. All right, right. So, so you're telling me that without any, you know, Jedi Master training over a long period of time, she all of a sudden could just heal people? She's like, hey, yo, Kylo. Yeah. Oh, by the way, I'll keep you alive. Well, and that was one of those things that I think one of the people or that people complained about about the sequels is like, okay, so you're now telling me that all Jedi can just force heal people. Well, that kind of retroactively makes. Qui-Gon's death look ridiculous because right. why didn't Obi-Wan just force right. heal him, you know? Right. So it's like, there's a lot of like storytelling inconsistencies, which we don't have to go back into all that, but those are a lot of my problems. But that, but that also becomes like a storytelling problem when you talk about the Jedi because why did Jedi in a, two generations before not be able to do what she did yeah, even exactly. though she wasn't taught by anybody because the only Jedi we know to be alive when she was alive was Luke and was he Luke, was on yeah. an island not teaching her until she's yeah until she showed up you know you yeah. say mid 20s or whatever yeah. age you would call her in the movies but by then she'd already been able to demonstrate doing things with the force right even though she had no knowledge of yeah. it besides yeah. like when Kylo's like you know you have the force or whatever like in when she's in the fucking um the star destroyer and was like you will release me from these handcuffs yeah and you'll drop your weapon and I'll drop my weapon and it's like <laughs> oh come on guys like so there's just so much it's like, so is that the actual force? Or mm. is it because she's a Palpatine and has that anger in her that yeah. it's digging into that deeper side of like, I can do these things, but now I can't. Well, it's like that uh, that famous Palpatine quote of like, the dark side is a pathway to many abilities some consider to be unnatural. I love, right. I've mm-hmm. always loved that quote. Yep. He's so fucking creepy. That guy who he plays is. Palpatine. He, he, he says so it and then he looks up very slowly. He's like, unnatural. Unnatural. He's just chewing scenery in every fucking scene he's in. That guy's That's fucking so great. I, I think he... Okay, let me ask you guys this question. Who do you think is the most powerful, whether it's, you know, species, whether it's... Like, any species around in the Star Wars universe, any Sith, any Jedi, who's the most powerful... I'm taking the Wookiees. ...powerful uh, person, you would think? Powerful Force users or just, like, in general? Just in general. <laughs> hmm... 
Well, I mean, it'd be kind of hard not to say someone like Palpatine, who you find out is basically the villain throughout the entire saga. I was going to say him. And you go Palpatine or you go Yoda because... Yeah, or you could honestly say Anakin slash Vader because he seems to be this like almost Christ-like prophesized figure who is just like an embodiment of the Force. Yeah. And... They, the Jedi all think, and Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan are convinced that he's supposed to be the chosen mm-hmm. one that's going to bring them into the light, and it turns out that's not the case. But he's... Actually, the reason the why case. that's The reason why that's so devastating when he turns out, when he goes bad, is because he's so powerful. Right. He's like way more naturally gifted than even like a Master Yoda who everyone kind of considers to be like the Jedi. Right. Um, so I think it's probably one of those I mean, characters. I think at the end of the day you go Palpatine because you go, I watched you get picked up and thrown down some random shoe into yeah. a spaceship that ends up getting blown up like five seconds yeah. after you got thrown down there to now you're and now alive and you have built a new yeah. empire. Without anyone knowing. Without anyone knowing. Then right. you just steal the force from two Jedis. Yeah. And yeah. now you're fucking back to your fucking yellow eyes. You're moving by yourself. Yeah. The things you fucking we brought see, an entire yes. fleet of spaceships yes. down to the ground. Yeah. The things you see Palpatine do, I think it'd be kind of hard to argue he's not the most powerful character in I, the entire story. Yeah. I just, I so that that was gonna be my answer. I just wanted to yeah. switch because, because again, like I mean, you even you think from like a diplomatic perspective, he literally infiltrated yes the Senate, and he I am the Senate. I right? am the Senate. So it's like okay, you get this guy who infiltrates, and he's not only managing and basically running the the Republic, but mm-hmm. he's also managing. You know the Sith piece of it, and just and he's completely fooling and the Jedi. He's just completely yeah. fooling. He's fooling fuck everybody. everybody. The Trade Federation, which is I like, like, yeah, you're yeah. working for me. But in yeah. reality, he's like, I built a fucking clone army, yeah. and, and I'm gonna which fucking I, go kill you. I think you, right is one of the most terrifying things about his character is mm-hmm. without ever using the Force, without ever drawing his lightsaber. Yeah, he's already he's that, he's the most puppeteer, powerful person in the galaxy. And then you find out, oh, not only is he a mastermind military strategist and spy and puppeteer, but oh, he also is like the most powerful right. fucking force user we can imagine, and a pretty damn good sword fighter with a right. lightsaber too. Like, right, that guy's terrifying. So, <clears throat> kind of switching gears a little bit. When I was watching the movies, I got this idea, and I go, "What is the point?" Of the First Order and the Empire. Like, what What really is the the point of it, right? Like Universal domination. Yeah, I think it's just to rule through fear just, and control. Yeah, right. Just rule but, but at the end of the day, right, if, like, some of those planets that you see, I think it's the where the casino is when they're getting the code breaker. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody's happily gambling, and it's run by the fucking First Order. Mm-hmm. And it's like, if you live there, you're going, there's nothing wrong. So... That brings up something that Caleb and I probably have a different perspective into because we've seen some of the shows and shows like Andor and Mandalorian kind of go into this of like, especially this newest season of The Mandalorian. Mm -hmm. um, There's this concept in the at least the third season, spoilers for Mandalorian stuff, but you'll you'll catch up at some point. Uh, There's this years later. There's this concept of former Empire personnel being like pardoned, if you will, and reintegrated into society by the Republic. And there's this idea that like, you know, all of these people are claiming it would almost be like reintegrating 
German military members or Nazis after World War II and like pardoning them and reintegrating them into society. Now, the diplomatic and democratic stance of that would be like, oh, they were just, especially the lower level people, they were just people doing their jobs. They're not actually evil. It was really Palpatine and Vader who were running everything. They're the evil pieces of shit. These guys were just carrying out orders. That's the justification for any evil deeds that have ever been done throughout human history for the right. most part, right? Well, the other side of that is like, how are we supposed to know that all these motherfuckers, or at least some of them, aren't still deeply evil and believe that the Empire should still be running things and aren't to that one character introduced in the third season of Mandalorian mm -hmm. still basically working as double agents and now working to undermine the New Republic. So there's this idea of like, yeah, the Empire may have been squashed and the head cut off the snake, but that idea of how things should be run is, is still, still out there. With yeah, and there's still these all these remnants of empire, former empire people out there, whether they're organized or not, who are still working to like actively undermine the Jedi and the New Republic and everything that is like quote unquote good in the universe. It just you you sit there and you go, it doesn't make sense. Like once you defeat the world, what do you do? You're like or I guess like, you know, when, once they defeated the universe, what would they do? They're just like, well, I guess you can go anywhere you want. Like, <laughs> well, free, I think it's free just, fucking travel. It's just like, you know, if you work in the totalitarian government, things are pretty good. But if you're a citizen having to live under the rules of a totalitarian government, military dictatorship, things aren't great. Oh, yeah. Right. Hmm. So, like, I wonder if there's like high gas prices, high inflation rate. <laughs> uh, your wages how did, aren't as. How did I know? We yeah, were gonna I was going to say there's plenty of real life examples of this, but like that's the idea. Is like these are <laughs> the Empire and the First Order. They're space fascists. That's what they are. That is, yeah. So I. Oh man, I could really go off <laughs> on that one. <laughs> yeah. Like that's what they are, really. Um, well, really, they should be space pirates because if you think about it, there's there are space pirates. There's the Death show up Star, in the and then oh, there's speaking of him, that space guy is killer supposed base to show up in one of the new TV shows coming up. Which one? We're uh, talking about the green guy who looks like yeah. fucking spinach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's the only way I could describe yeah, him. Yeah, he looks like a fucking he's, leaf. <laughs> yeah, he's supposed to show up in. Uh, I want to say it's skeleton. Oh, okay. I think it's that. I kind of liked that character design. And That's something really unique. I, okay, so before. again, this is going back to what I was reading earlier. I don't, again, this is all what I just was yeah, listening to. Yeah, just to. internet stuff, yeah. But apparently there's supposed to be a Wookiee Jedi. I have heard that. Did you hear that? That sounds that? fucking sick, like, dude. Fucking, fucking Chewie's the best character. I mean, think about it. Chewie's been there through everything. Yeah. Yeah, everything. Um. We got to wrap this up at some point because it is getting late and I have to work tomorrow. But uh, let me ask you guys this. You work from home. You can fucking sleep in. Well, that is true. Uh, after all of the Star Wars content that you've seen, who is your favorite character? Or who's your like top couple favorite characters Padme. out of all of Star Wars? She's hot as shit. Or <laughs> I listen to Matt's this. like Leia in the bikini in Leia. Jabba's palace. <laughs> yep. Leia in the bikini in Jabba's this. palace. Slave, slave Leia. <laughs> and yeah, that's about that's it. That's so funny. You say that, and I was like listening to that podcast you sent me, and I just I remember that one line that the 
the host was saying. He was like, yeah, and then, you know, everybody saw Leia in that bikini in Jabba's hut, and it literally changed an entire generation of boys <laughs> to men yep. overnight, yep. and I started laughing. Like, All dude, these nerds that are like 15 <laughs> yeah. going to Star Wars going, oh, my God. Yeah. Dude, You so I can't remember. There was a meme I saw about it, and it was like the most used costume for the bedroom, and it was just a picture of Leia, and I was oh, like, 100%. Oh, 100%. Probably. Yeah. You like, know how many nerds talked their girlfriends or wives into dressing up oh, as yeah. Slave Leia? Yeah. And if they did the hair, too, you're oh, like, yeah. oh, oh, my God. The, the dude, <laughs> you know, she walked in the door, and they're just like, and they're like, oh, this is so worth it. Oh, man. That's, That's fucking I mean, great. <sighs> favorite characters. So I'll just, I'll just tell you guys mine. When I was a kid, because I don't think there's some in the new stuff that is kind of in the top five or ten, but... To me, it was always, when I was a kid, it was always Han Solo and Obi-Wan Kenobi. And I mean, Obi-Wan Kenobi's probably my favorite character in the entire yeah. series. Han was 100% like the baddest of bad dudes. Yeah. Like He's the biker He's just a dude, great right? fucking character. I always loved Chewie. Chewie's awesome. But then I loved Chris Rodewald. Shout yep, out to Chris yep, Rodewald. Yep. I fucking love him. You think Chris listens to this podcast? I hope so. If he doesn't, I'm Because I'm shouting him out right yeah, now. Yeah. <laughs> C-3PO has grown on me since I've known Chris Rodewald because Chris Rodewald is like a C-3PO, bro. You'll be standing there having a conversation and you will bring something up and, bro, on the spot, you're like, oh, fuck, who's that one person? And he will literally Spits just be out. like, yeah. bam. It's and like you're like, computer. fucking love you, Chris. Thank you. I'm yeah, calling you yeah. if I'm ever on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire and I have a question. Yeah. I'm calling you. Just but I need you to listen to me when I'm asking you the question <laughs> to, to answer. I only got 30 seconds. Speaking of C-3PO, I think C-3PO's, the lines that they wrote for him in Rise of Skywalker are fucking hilarious. Yeah. He is straight comedy in that oh, entire yeah. movie. Dude, way funnier than he was in any other movie he's in in the entire series. Right. In Rise of Skywalker, he has so many fucking hilarious lines. And just like the way he delivers it, and he's just like this <laughs> blank-faced robot. Yeah. And he always looks like kind of scared, you know what I mean? It's Dude, so fucking right. So he's the one character that can have comedic value yeah, to right, this right. because he's a fucking robot. Yeah, right. And he's kind and of he's like, always kind of been like because he doesn't he's, he's have that emotion, to right? Like yeah. you, you want to punch him in the face, but at the end of the day, you're like, I need you to translate. Yeah, I, like I, I need you. To, I need your fucking help. Of communication, but like it's in uh, Force Awakens when they're meeting at the fucking bar. I can't remember her name with the big old glasses. Maz Kanata, Maz, and yeah. and Leia comes down like, oh Han Solo, you might not have recognized me as I have a red arm now. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> and then he goes, Princess, oh. I'll get out of the way now. Yeah, yeah. He, like, gets out of the way, oh, and I'm like, awkward. fucking, this is hilarious. Like, yeah, he does like have that, great But that's like how yeah. he would have acted in right. the six right. movies beforehand. Well, and like right. that that moment in Rise of Skywalker where they're down in the little pit trying to find the Wayfinder or whatever, and they encounter that snake. And anyway, he's looking at the thing, and it has like the Sith writing on it. Right. And they're like, well, what does it say? And he's like, I can't tell you. Like six million <laughs> languages, yeah. and like, you can't. Six million fucking languages, you can't tell us. He's like, oh no, <laughs> I can great. tell you. It's just in my protocol yeah, just, code just not actually, to yeah. be. Oh, able I know to what it translate. says. I'm just not telling you what it says. <laughs> and then they're like, great, we don't know what it says. He's like, no, we do. It's stored in my memory <laughs> yeah, bank. Yeah. And they're like, ah. Oh. And then they go to what, like Babo or whatever. He's like, Babo, <laughs> Babo Frick, one of the greatest characters they fucking invented Love in that it. sequel trilogy. But Love it. thank yeah. you. Yeah, who's who's your favorite character? That's Kale? a tough one, man. I've I've always been a big fan of. Um, of Obi-Wan as well. Yeah. I've always just Yeah. Obi-Wan is just he's yeah. just a he just seems like a genuine dude. And his yes. character, he's yes. just so portrayed as such like a humble servant yes. to 
just doing the right thing. And he he always seemed to me like the perfect embodiment of like the right amount of wisdom mm-hmm. and the right amount of like brash like i'm willing to get my hands dirty and right. like actually get into a gritty fight yeah but also like you can come to me for counsel correct and yeah he always just felt like the embodiment of like good and he always yeah. had he never seemed like he was going to get corrupted by anything you know what i mean i just i've always really really liked that character and i really liked ewan mcgregor's portrayal of him right. throughout the prequel trilogy and the obi-wan kenobi show right um i will say i think Coming in at a pretty close second is is Din, Din Djarin. Okay. Uh, I'm a big fan of Mandalorian, man. I've always been a big fan of Mandalorian yeah. ever since the first it's season, series came out. But, like, I, he again, same thing. He just embodies the – he's just a badass, right? Yeah. Like, he's just an overall badass, badass. But then you, like, start to learn how dedicated he is to his, yes. his, his religion and totally his, dedicated, where he came yeah. from. And he's just – and humble. Again. And humble, yeah. right? And I'm like, okay, he's just such a cool fucking guy. So cool. And now he's I'm not gonna say it. But when he and he's cool in like a old school western gunslinger right, way of right. like he rolls and that, in howdy, y'all. Well and it's like that he's like the he's like the embodiment of the motif of like the yep. guy who rolls into the town and he's the fastest gun in the town right. or whatever. Right. But it's like the space version of yeah, that. And you he's know? like and he's like he he you know, he he gets he's People are scared of him. Right. Everywhere he goes, yeah. it's like, oh, fuck. That but he's also like, I'm here to help. If you guys need help, right. I, you know, pay me because it is right. my job. But like, I'm here to help you guys. Right. I'm going to do the right thing. I like that. That's a good pick. Yeah. The the one character. I was like BB-8. BB-8's fucking BB-8. great. There's a lot of great droid characters, too. Yeah. Um, the the one character, I, I like Ray, but I think out of the sequel trilogy movies, Kylo Ren is a really interesting character to mm. me. And I think... They they could have done more with it, but what we got was enough to where he's in like top ten for you know me, you want to know why you like him the most because he doesn't have any stupid silly lines he's yeah. he's serious yeah, he's in every serious. single yes. thing right. there's not and one of those like snarky comment lines yeah that get you like laughing or anything it's he and is you do also get the added benefit of. He's portrayed by Adam Driver, who's like an Academy Award nominated right, right. guy who seems very committed to that part. Right. So you're getting like a really genuinely fantastic performance right. in a Star Wars movie, which is usually not the case. You know right. what I mean? So that's why I really like that character a lot. Speaking of stuff that was left out of like stories that I want to see, the Knights of Ren, you know, all those like guys that are like his kind of bodyguards oh, early yeah. on that he ends yeah. up fighting in Rise of Skywalker. Right. Apparently, there's a lot of really cool backstory to like how they all got started because mm. he, so, he leaves Sith- he leaves Luke's he flees Luke's like Jedi school right after he thinks Luke's trying to kill him right and after goes he off, marks a bunch of younglings as well yeah well and goes off kills all these Jedi that that Luke was trying to train burns down the temple and he goes off and then later he shows up we don't see him for this 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 time period. He shows up. He's Kylo Ren. He has these Knights of Ren, and he's Snoke's apprentice. Yeah. So how he got these Knights of Ren around him, and who these guys even are? Like, are they kind of force sensitive people? Are they like Sith in training kind of thing? Right. Like, who are they? I? I want to see that stuff. That I feel well, like there there was probably like some 
deleted scenes and stuff that didn't make it into yeah. the final cut of those that explained a lot well, of that. But it seemed really cool that they and do, well, and you watched the last episode of Mandalorian. Yep. Right. Yep. And so nights, those nights were in there as well, right? I mean, are we talking the same? Were or the were those the red? clones if you will the very last episode oh i know what you're talking about okay yeah no those are different I okay think. so okay. those are like those guys that snoke had in the room when he's yeah. like torturing ray and, right. and then kylo ends up killing him and they yeah. have to fight off these guys they're almost like they're almost like badass stormtroopers if you will they're like yeah. imperial troopers or whatever i'm talking about those guys that are like dressed all in black like kylo is right they're like the they all have like snokes these, like guards that yeah were, they like have snokes these like cool red. little sword and axe things that are like star warsified and right. oh okay. he ends up having yep. to fight them once he turns good in rise of skywalker he right. fights them in a circle remember that's when ray does the thing where she like yeah there you go okay where yep. she like hands him over the force hands yep. him the lightsaber and he yep. pulls it over his back and he's kind of gives this a little like ah, oh, pretty yep. cool trick huh those guys the knights okay. of ren is okay. like okay. that was never really explained and they ne- i felt like there was a lot of potential for that group that they never capitalized on. So, so then you would be okay with them making a Kylo, and I would be okay with them making a spin-off movie of just Kylo Ren. Yeah, gonna, like doesn't that seem I sick was just of like seeing like him? That would be something that like, adds value yeah, to yeah. being able to connect some dots for all of yeah. us. Right. That would be a movie that if they announced that rather than the Ray movie that they announced, mm-hmm. I'd be more excited about. Right. If they were like, hey, we're gonna do a movie all about Kylo Ren or all about Ben Solo becoming Kylo Ren. Right. I think that, that would be birth of Ren. That would be a good direction too, because be it's like, wrath of Ren. Because you know, if you think Pretty about sad. it, you get Anakin and Padme and all of that. You get that whole storyline, right? You get the Skywalker Sky yeah. storyline, but then you also have like Han Solo has his movie, mm-hmm. right? You have Mandalorian who's got that stuff. You've got Obi Wan who's got his series, right? Mm-hmm. You've got so each little group that you're introduced yeah. to in the original six movie or the original and then the three prequels mm-hmm. everybody kind of has their yeah their own little thing i i would totally be on board with kylo ren i would love a movie just about that. just yeah. all about to your to your point ben solo transitioning into kylo ren yeah because we see the beginning of it and then we see once he's fully kylo mm-hmm. ren but we don't see that whole right but then it goes into the, in that mystery it's like okay you you do get to see how much of like what we were talking about earlier of like he he totally that mystery of not yeah, knowing, right? Of like not knowing is like, wow. Yeah. Okay, that's what makes him so badass. Exactly. Yeah. Right? Exactly. I don't know, man. There's lots of uh, lots of room for well, more Star Wars. Stuff something in the just future, popped but. into my head real quick. Not to drag it out, but um, at an hour and fifty two minutes in, in the original three, you know, now that we know the story and Leia, we know Leia is Vader's, Vader's daughter. What kind of idiot parents or you know step parents? <laughs> Would fucking I already put, love where you're going with this. Would fucking put their daughter, Princess Leia, as a diplomat in the Republic, which is controlled by the fucking Sith. Right. Invader. Knowing you're that like knowing could, that that is her father. You yeah. knew. You willingly knew as parents. Yeah, yeah. You're like, I'm gonna send her. They could right potentially to, be in the yeah. same room as each other. Right. Right. They, Darth they Vader could up, storm into a fucking room at a board meeting, and right. Leia's sitting there. Yep. And he'd be He's, like, Hey. <laughs> I feel the force. You seem familiar. Yeah. Yeah. Do I know you? What kind of parents are like, yeah, yeah. I'm supposed to protect you from this guy, so we're just going to throw you to him? I guess maybe the logic is she's hiding in plain sight kind of thing. Mm -hmm. It's like he won't expect it. But that also shows how weak 
Anakin's, but I don't. Maybe he didn't know that she was pregnant with twins. Padme was pregnant with twins. Yeah, I think so that's that, the assumption is he doesn't he's he doesn't know, and, and that Luke was showing signs of right. knowing the Force because Obi Wan had opened it up to it, yeah. whereas Leia hadn't been opened up, so she's right. never explored it. Yeah, but I started thinking about it. I'm like, yeah, who just fucking like shoes your child to the fucking guy that you're avoiding, <laughs> her father? It definitely and, seems like the the better option out of that was what was happened with Luke where they're mm-hmm. like let's shove him on some backwater desert planet that has like a very low right. population we're gonna send him to and his. let's make sure a Jedi Knight is looking after him right. the whole time we're, we're that gonna seems send like him a better to idea. his yeah. fucking yeah. stepdad and yeah. aunt and uncle who live in the middle of fucking nowhere where no one cares to go yeah and no one will although ever granted be there. if you wanted to poke holes in that plan as well you could be like what sense does it make to hide Luke on literally the same town on the same planet that Anakin is from? Right. Where his mom lives. Like, if he ever decides to, like... Well, I guess his mom had died. But, like, if he ever decides to, like, go back there for sentimental reasons... Right. Luke's just there. Like, oh, hey, fucking... Right, but then he can be like... But Anakin had met, what, Baruth and Uncle Owen? Mm -hmm. So he'd met both of them, and they could have been like, this is our son, Luke. Yeah, but again, just being in the general vicinity is dangerous because he has the force and he can kind of sense like. But then again, know. what are the odds that Leia's ship is flying over fucking Tatooine <laughs> when they get boarded by Vader's ship and they shoot out a fucking uh, <laughs> escape pod that just happens to land on the same planet? Or then those fucking little guys. The real, if you want to know a real like, oh, this is a Star Wars plot hole thing, which is like the ultimate plot hole to end all plot holes. Uh, R2-D2 has been there for literally all of the events of yeah. any of this stuff happening. Yeah, that is pretty And has crazy. knowledge and never, of everything. And never mentions everything. anything to any of these characters, just lets them kind of stumble blindly through all these discoveries. Right. He never once wanted <laughs> to be like, hey, Luke, by the way, I was yeah. bros with your dad for a long time, and <laughs> yeah. your dad's Darth Vader. Could yeah. you imagine? <laughs> Luke's just flying in his fucking uh, fighter, and he goes... By the way, your dad's Darth Vader. And he's oh, you like, know, so that, that... What, R2? And he goes, <laughs> yeah, I used to serve your dad. Like, I was your yeah. dad's fucking droid. For a long time. For a long yeah. fucking time until he became Darth Vader. I saw the whole thing. And then I became Princess Leia's, who was your sister's droid. Yeah. And she gave me a message to give to Obi-Wan, which you ended up seeing and how we yeah. met you. But Leia and, and it's you not were like, sister and brother. It's not like and no one is your dad. It's not like R2-D2. It's not like no one can understand him. They communicate. Like, yeah. they know what his beeps right. mean. Beep, 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 beep. So like, it's like, what? R2 just made the decision. Like, I'm just not going to tell anyone yeah. <laughs> what who their parents are or how, what, all this history that happened. Like, R2 is sitting there, and he's he's secretly Darth Plagueis. Same thing with C-3PO. Yeah, C-3PO a, yeah. was built by Anakin. But, well, C-3PO is also bound by specific he goes i was told not to tell so it's in my code i can't i literally yeah, yeah, cannot yeah, tell i know it but i cannot so you think tell. c3po and r2d2 were always just like meeting up in you, back rooms being like bro no you also so have to remember tell luke <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you also have to remember at the revenge of the sith they say have the protocol droids mind yep. uh oh okay so, so maybe c3po the okay, yeah, yeah. totally forgot bar two's like dude right. your mind was fucking just yeeted <laughs> You don't know who I am, but I know everything about you and everything about what's about to so happen. So it's really like 
if you want to start poking holes in things, it's like, hey, R2, what's tell the explanation us, tell here, us buddy? Everything. Yeah. Like, you knew all this info and you just kept it to yourself this whole time? And then like, he's just like, with that? Well, because he's like, and then he spends a whole movie just in hibernation or whatever. Right. Know? Well, and then you think, like, even deeper into that, like, he was a part of all of the Clone Wars. Yeah, all of it. And literally fucking He's there everything. for. He, like, witnesses the fight between Obi Wan and Anakin that turns Anakin into Darth Vader. Right. And, and he's, he's like, like, I was there for that. I watched the whole thing. And yeah. he goes, he was my master, but then yeah. Obi Wan was like yo let's go and i was like okay. yeah you just fucked him up i'm a head I'm out with you. like literally if you're r2 you're like hey luke i was there for when your dad tried to kill your mom i was there and tried your... to kill his master who's also uncle ben to you <laughs> right and i also watched your mom die watched you and your sister being born and i know where she is and i know where you are like <laughs> he knows all of it he knows and all of here i am just yeah. saying hey you're getting shot at by a fucking yeah. fighter and you're like he's giving him like limited amounts of information <laughs> could you imagine luke's going to shoot the fucking missile in for, to destroy the death star and archie's <laughs> like Vader's your dad. <laughs> he's like, fine. He's like, what? Dude, it's, just, dude, it's just the funniest one ever. The fucking missile's on the way. So it's too late to do anything about it. R2, uh, Vader's your dad. Luke, what? Cut to what? black. Fucking end of Star Wars. Wait, what? And everyone's like, I got to see the next movie. And they're like, no, there is no next movie. Like R2 just really, really casually, Vader's your dad, by the way. Vader's your dad. Dude, that would have been so fucking good. Now, if you're going to make like a spinoff of, like we should write a spinoff of Star Wars, like Spaceballs. You ever seen Spaceballs? Spaceballs is funny as Fucking great. Just make one like that where R2 just is fucking everything up. Like you go into the store and he's like, yo, your sister's a princess. There's, there's so much. Yeah. Don't kiss her. That's your sister. Your, your dad's Darth Vader. <laughs> Just real casual. Your comments. dad is Darth Vader. His well, dad's Darth uh, Vader, everyone. I don't know if, if you know this, Caleb, but years ago, we were at our buddy Brandon Rodewald's house, and we were watching A New Hope, I think it was. <laughs> yeah, we were because we were going to watch all of them. We were going to watch all of them. It was just on, and Zach Colbert was there, and we're all just hanging out and just shooting the shit, just laughing, telling jokes. Yeah. And we're basically like narrating. Star- we had the volume down a little bit so we could just talk over it because we've all seen Star Wars like a million and a half times. And we're just narrating it and making so many jokes about like like Luke's parents getting liquefied by the stormtroopers <laughs> and all this stuff. So one of our ideas for the podcast that we've kind of thrown around is like like watch a through. watch like a, a live watch along. Like we did the Broncos mm. Cardinals live yeah. watch along, but do like we could do movies we love, or we could do like intentionally bad movies and just <laughs> narrate. And- Talk shit about him. I think that would actually be a pretty fun idea. We would just have to be very careful with the sound because you can get copyright stricken really Well, hey, maybe that's an idea for the 100th episode. We could just... Like get drunk, drunk and and, <laughs> and, and, li- and live narrate a Star Wars movie or something. That would actually be really fucking fun. That would be fun. Hey, welcome to the hundred episode. Of just browsing where today we're gonna be drinking. Uh, please drink responsibly, and we're going to be watching a new hope. Today's episode is brought to you by Casamigos Tequila. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's like, "Oh dear God, they're five minutes in. It's gonna be a long episode, folks." Oh shit! Well, we've officially, we've officially reached the two hour mark, so I think we should probably wrap this Woo! up. But this was a lot of fun. I'm glad that was a good day. I'm glad we had you over here to talk yeah. about this. I know you and I were having this conversation just the other day without the mics, and I was right. like, "This would be a good podcast yeah. episode." See, so. this is how the podcast started: was we'd have great conversation. I'm like, man, yeah. if only we were recording this, right? Right. right. Well, because there's so many things like this where it's like I know I have friends in my life who want to like dive into these topics in more than just like a over dinner and drinks right 20 minute conversation 
I like to just sit down and be able to shoot See, the shit with you guys about Star Wars for two hours. That's right. where we need to like do an episode on like a Saturday. It's like, hey, it's noon. No one has yes, anything yeah. going on. And just take as long <laughs> and as you want. Yeah. We have an eight-hour episode, but we're like, that was so much fucking yeah, fun. Yeah, like, that was great. 100%. Like, we literally ate Taco Bell in the middle, and it was fucking great. <laughs> well, that's kind of what we want to do for the 100th episode, but we'll figure that out later. We'll, we'll, we'll figure that out. We need to do like a mind-bending episode with him. One of those like that, that simulation be, type no, like simulation no. theory type we, episode. We can't do one of those, dude. I'm gonna just sit here like. <laughs> no, no, no. But, but that's <laughs> they're the thing, so though. fun, though, dude. They're oh, so they're fun. fun. Once I, you get the concept and you start running with, it, you're like, well, what if it's this way? And everyone's like, well, fucking, it could be. We don't fucking yeah. know. Like, tell us your yeah. thoughts on. No, it. I do agree with that. I, I you guys know, I'm, I like listening to your guys' stuff, and that when you guys go into detail about that kind of shit, like aliens and ocean. And space, yeah. And I'm like hooked, dude. It's, I'm all it's so fun to talk about. We're gonna do a space, ocean, alien pyramid episode, <laughs> well, and how be, they're all related. It all connects. It all connects. Um. Well, maybe we can do that for the next episode. We'll we'll try and pick a topic, and because we got one more we need to do before 100, so we could do Space Jason. <laughs> maybe Space Jason should be the movie we live dude. watch along and get hammered. <laughs> Hey, I don't Chris, know, I don't Chris, know if you're aware of what we're talking about, but it, in the Friday the 13th franchise, yeah. they're literally on number like a billion, whatever fucking yeah. And they made is. a space, Jason. Jason's space. in space. Mm -hmm. It's bad. It's, it's so bad. really bad. <laughs> but Chris Rodewall's obsessed Rode with it, so. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. All right, well, we should wrap this up. We're over two hours. So thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Hope you enjoyed this Star Wars episode. If you're listening uh, on May the 4th, may the 4th be with you. Happy Star Wars Day. Caleb, thanks for joining. Yeah, it's good to have you on again. Over. Yeah, thanks, guys. I'm sure you'll be on more in the future. Yeah. Maybe episode 99 episode. will be pretty fun. I will yeah. say episode 100 will be our... Well, the first thing we we'll have to do is just pop like a champagne bottle. Yeah. <laughs> just for the oh, sound. I'm, I'm starting off with a shot. Of shot of tequila, we're we're yeah, like we're going in. We're oh yeah, we're, <laughs> this, I'm gonna have to make sure my parents can watch yeah. the dog because yeah. it's gonna be one of those episodes we're, where yeah. it's like we're getting yeah, we're going know, in. We're, we're getting tipsy. We're gonna drink responsibly, but we're fucking going in. You can drink responsibly. I'm not drinking. I'm going. I'm, I'm going in like it's the wedding. I'm gonna have to get a fucking arm for my <laughs> for my fucking microphone. Jesus, actually, that would be a good idea to have a fucking arms for that episode. Yeah, probably. It's gonna be a long yeah. fucking. So episode. then I can have the salt and the tequila or the yep. the just lime. For so I can just have shot, my yeah. fucking Jack Daniels bottle. Yeah, just kidding. I, I can't wait. Jack. So we know we're gonna drink. We just got to pick a topic at this point. <laughs> that's we, really we all there the is to it we got the hard part out of the yeah. way now we just gotta find something yeah, that's all we about. do is we just drink and talk well we could do that every like time that we idea. switch topics we take a shot <laughs> yeah. we'll be fucked up within 30 minutes oh my god we'll be like all blacked out in this room even this episode all we were talking about was Star Wars <laughs> and we switched topics like 17 yeah, we times we everyone's like, like so it just went quiet and then you just heard like snoring for like three <laughs> straight hours and someone woke up and was just like fuck <laughs> first thing you hear is you guys want Taco Bell <laughs> Yeah, I need water. <laughs> water, <laughs> water. All right, let's wrap this shit yeah, up. No, thanks for tuning in. Um, uh, yeah, I'm not gonna say I'm gonna post it because it's gonna be posted and you're gonna listen, so it's not yeah. gonna fucking matter. But uh, yeah, thanks for tuning in. We'll be back with another episode probably after May fourth. Um, and then yeah, we'll be into the hundredth episode after that. So which is crazy. Stay tuned. If you have any ideas you want to hear for the hundredth episode or the next episode, you know where to find us. Um, and yeah, thanks Caleb for coming on by and we'll chat at y'all later. Uh, thanks yeah. guys. Till next time. Later.